Welcome to Podcast Mania number seven. In the red corner, we have the head, the rough, the immovable rock. And in the blue corner, he's smart, he's logical, he's using every single part of that big brain. It's Spock. And this is Two Smoking Microphones. You just needed like a really strong uh, bit of background music to really. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm that. gonna. You, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't have to say what I edited into it because I've already done it. It's already there. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> everyone's everyone's going. What's he talking about? Uh, I actually had to write that down because I had the idea. And I was like, I need to have a script for that. Oh yeah, that was that was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> I hope I'm, Max appreciates I'm so it. So proud. He's, I'm really hoping he'll like, I'm going to question him on it tomorrow. I'll be like, you better fucking love that. I did have a different idea, but I, was, I had it when I was going to sleep one night and I completely forgot what it was. So. <laughs> better plan. That one I came up with like this morning. I was like, actually, that's good. <laughs> that's very decent. I'm really proud of you. <clears throat> I might have destroyed my throat doing that, but it's fine. Um, welcome to another Lucky. episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. Welcome to an episode of Two Smoking Microphones. Uh I'm Connor, and that's Harry. Hello. And yeah, this episode is brought to you by us. It's brought to you <laughs> by the power of love. Mm. A force from above. <laughs> um, so we have we have things already lined, obviously lined up for this episode, which I think we've briefly spoke about last time. The yes. So today we're gonna Connor's gonna run us through a couple of bits of of news of the week that have interested us a little bit yeah. and then I'm going to I've got the storyboards and the plot for the original plot sorry for Justice League 2 and 3 back from when it was written in 2015 2016 and yeah. I'm going to walk you guys and walk Connor through it see our opinions what we think obviously if it ends up getting a 2 and a 3 it's going to change quite drastically if you oh, yeah. confirm that oh. but um, it'll be interesting to see Especially Connor's opinions of what this would have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we jump in with some news? What you got, Connor? Um, well, we've got the biggest piece of news, which I think is something that everyone was kind of expecting. But Black Widow's release date was moved once again. Yep. To uh, the 9th of July, taking uh, this year, taking uh, Shang Chi space. But it is going to be simultaneously released through Disney Plus with their premiere access thing. So. I mean, thank God it's finally just at least this time, even if. It's if, coming out now, like yeah, yeah. like we have that we have the kind of confirmation of if theaters don't work and we have to go into lockdown, it will definitely come out on Premier Access. Um, this does now mean that Shang Chi will be released on September third instead. I think I think the thing with with Shang Chi was, I'm I'm sure the film's great. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure it's going to be great, but I'm I'm kind of happy it was moved because. There's been absolutely no marketing for it yet. Because Marvel don't market a film until the one that's before it has come out. Exactly. And it was just kind of getting me a little bit like... Oh yeah, it's a bit... I think... I have faith faith in it based on... It's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who's done a few, uh, quite a, a few good films. He's done um, Short Term 12, uh, The Glass Castle, and Just Mercy, all starring Brie Larson. Um, oh, okay, nice. I say starring. I watched Just Mercy recently, and she's got... A, She's got a very small part in that film, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have faith in him as a director. I don't know if Shang Chi's maybe what I'd expect him to go on to do because it's uh, meant to be a martial arts martial arts heavy thing. Yeah, but we'll see how that turns out. I'm still 
looking forward to that film and I have high hopes that it will well, I hope it will be good that's all I can say yeah I'm really hoping it will be good I'm, I'm got very hot but it's just I think maybe it was just it was just worrying me a little bit the fact it was out in like three four months but yeah. we hadn't really we hadn't even got a poster do you know what I mean let yeah, alone uh, anything like that so I'm 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 feeling a bit more at ease knowing it's they've got more time to mark even though it's sad that we have to wait longer it is an odd film though because it is it's written by David Callahan who has done a few things we've talked about him in this podcast before he's done a few things but they all seem like he was kind of just the screenplay guy for those so I'm not sure because the films he's done that he was involved in with the writing is Doom The Expendables Expendables 2 Godzilla 2014 uh, yeah, he did a production rewrite on Ant-Man uncredited Zombieland Double Tap, Wonder Woman 1984, The New Mortal Kombat, and then Shang Chi, and he's also doing Spider Man into the Spider Verse two or whatever that's going to be called. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. But this is this is about Black Widow, and I'm still excited for that film. I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's a bit late now." It's like, really? You, you're that impatient that you can't just wait a little bit longer? For me, yeah. For me, I I just really want to watch it now, and yeah. I'm I'm excited for the Black Widow. I like Black Widow as a character. Yeah. But um, I'm excited to finally get to see her film after what would have been a year and a half of yeah since it was originally meant to come out and i always thought the film looked quite good from the trailers like yeah it's definitely got a, it's it's more of a i don't want to say super war i mean i don't want to say winter soldier it, in terms of all of that but it's it's, it's in grounded that realm. in that yeah. way yeah yeah it certainly looks it and i'm interested to see uh their take on taskmaster and all that like yeah no same i've always been interested in taskmaster and um It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they take him in in a new direction in yeah. this film, and and I'd also be interested to see where Black Widow is when the film starts and where she ends up at the end. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of theories about Florence Pugh becoming like the new Black Widow. Going I think forward. that's didn't she? Because uh, we we will find out. Hope we might find out in a few weeks. Because I know it's rumored she shows up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, which is obviously um, takes place after this, so. But that, yeah. but that, that's been a rumor for a while. So you know, it could just be a rumor, but it could be true. Who knows? But I'd, I'd be interested in seeing where Scarlett Hansen's Black Widow ends up in this. Yeah. I'd be interested in seeing the post-credit scenes for this, purely to see what they're setting up for the future. Apparently, this film is also meant to set up things like General Ross and. Oh yeah, and I feel that. like I don't know. Uh, I wonder if oh, it's probably the wrong series for him to come back in. I was about to say, I wonder if we'll see General Ross return in like the She-Hulk series, but. See, I'd say more Secret Invasion, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, or, or they are going to do a Thunderbolts thing, and they're waiting to announce it. I would. Is he? Is he got a main? He's Red Hulk, isn't he? So, oh, but he, he's, he his name is Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the Thunderbolts is his is his team. Yeah, I could see. I could also see him being in She Hulk series purely because yeah, well, Mark Ruffalo has been confirmed for that and, series um, as well. Is it what's his name? Is it Tim Roth? Tim Roth. Yeah, that's yeah. he's back in it as Emil Blonsky. Um, I'm really looking forward to She-Hulk. Actually, I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, she, I'm, I... she's meant to be a self-aware character as well. So, yeah, and I'll be well, I'll be very interested to see how Tim Roth's abomination factors into it. Yeah, as well. But um, I'll we'll stick with uh because I don't think we have any more thing anything else to say with that. We'll talk about Black Widow when it's out, of course, and we'll carry on talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier week by week oh yeah of course um we'll keep we'll stick with um comic book news um and we've got the announcement of who's replacing billy crudup in the flash nice um as 
Barry Allen's dad. I don't remember his name. Um, Billy Crudup. No, I said replacing Billy Crudup. We know who's doing that. Who play? Who is? Oh, what's sorry, his name? Sorry, um, Henry. <laughs> Henry Allen. Henry Allen is played Henry by Allen. played by Ron Livingston. <laughs> we got oh, there in right, the end. Right. <laughs> right, let's just let's just start, guys. Welcome to the Two yeah. Years Working Without Crows podcast. Um, I'm Harry. No, no. Well, very quickly, uh, Ron Livingston has replaced Billy Crudup as in the role of Henry Allen in the upcoming The Flash. Okay, nice. What's he been in before? Uh, the Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Then The Bigfoot, which is on uh, Netflix. I need to watch that, actually. Um, okay. The Conjuring. Uh, okay. I'm just I'm looking for films that I know. Dinner for Schmucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know any of the other films he's been in. I don't recognize their names. Uh, Going the Distance, a film called that. Um, recently... In the last couple, well, in 2018, actually, bloody hell. Yeah, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot, The Professor, The Long Dumb Road, Tull Tully, that's that film with um, Charlize Theron. Or, okay. if you want to say her yes. name, if you want to say her name properly, Charlize Theron. Uh, he was a voice in Family Guy. <laughs> so, not too much. Interesting casting, though. Yeah. I'm happy that they've, I'm happy they've kind of recast so I, soon as I, well. I, I think it's because of his look as well. Apparently he's in Boardwalk Empire as well, but um, I need he, to watch that. He, he does look like he could play um, Ezra yeah. Miller's dad too. And we're all obviously disappointed that Billy Crudup's gone. Yeah, of course. Because, I, I mean, I like Billy Crudup in the bits he, and pieces I've, I've seen him in. Yeah, and he would have made a great he would have made a great Henry Allen. Don't get well, me he wrong. Did, I think he did. He was great. I thought he was good in the scene he got in um, Justice League. Yeah, Especially no, in the Snyder not, yeah. Cut version. I think he, yeah, they gave him some depth and I liked that. Yeah, he was definitely stronger in the Snyder Cut yeah. version than in the original version. But, we, yeah. Uh, sticking with DC news, though, um, Pierce Brosnan has been cast in Black Adam as Dr. Fate. I saw this. This is... That's superb casting, I think. I don't know anything about Dr. Fate, but Pierce Brosnan is a good actor. So, Dr. Fate is obviously a DC uh, comics character, and it's basically, if I remember rightly... He's a sorcerer. He's kind of. He's like he is. A, you would class him as a superhero, I guess. Maybe more of an anti-hero. But, but it, Doctor Fate exists in the mask. Yeah, so I was. Yeah, the, 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 the power comes. When... Yeah, the mask yeah. helmet thing. Yeah, I read that. Um, but yeah, it says here. Um, this is Wikipedia. Doctor Fate, also known as Fate, is the name of multiple fictional superheroes appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. The character has appeared in various incarnations, with Doctor Fate being the name of several different individuals in the DC universe who are a succession of sorcerers. Yeah. So yeah. Um, cool. Uh, obviously. Yeah. What's the what's he a member of the Justice Society? Justice Society of America. America. Yeah. Um, I like yeah, I like Pierce Brosnan. I like that. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they do with the Black Adam movie. Yeah, I think I think I think The Rock will do well with it. It's clear that on only projects like this he takes, like he does a lot of research into it and puts a lot yeah. of thought and care into it. So I think I think it will end up being quite good. I think the cast looks good as well. To be fair, um, yeah, I'm I'm I wasn't originally excited for Black Adam. But now I'm 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 definitely looking forward to it. That's for sure. Well, I don't. 
There is um because I've just clicked on it. I'm on the black. I'm on the DC EU uh, Wikipedia and on the Black Adam bit because it hasn't got its own page yet. Um, and I, it says with well, the members of the Justice Society of America that we know are going to show up are Atom Smasher, Hawkman, Cyclone, and Doctor Fate. I don't. Yeah. I know they've been announced over periods of time, obviously, but yeah, I saw the Pierce Brosnan news on Facebook and I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's something. <laughs> yeah, that's. I I do think that's clever casting. I do think that's going to work quite well. And yeah, I've well, I say I, I I'm a fan of Pierce Brosnan. I've seen him in like three things probably. I haven't watched. Yeah. I don't think I've, I've never seen any of his James Bond films. Only bits and pieces. I think I've seen. Oh, I can't remember what the name of it is. Is it Tomorrow Never Dies? Is that the one? Probably. Um, That's one of them. Yeah. Mamma Mia, one and two. He's great in those films. Um. I've seen him in The Foreigner, starring Jackie Chan. So, and I like. I think yep. he's all right in that. He's quite. He's quite menacing in that. Actually, actually, I really liked him in that. Remembering. That's a good film. <laughs> it's not amazing, but it's it's good. Um, yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, and he was also the voice of the Ultra House Three Hundred uh, in um, The Simpsons. <laughs> oh okay. One of the Treehouse of Horrors episodes. It's a parody of um, Two Thousand and One: A Space Odyssey. Hal, he's the voice of the the AI in the house and tries to kill Homer. But yeah. Um, oh, very nice. Uh, and the last piece of news, which was very, very, very recently announced in, as to when we're recording this, but okay. uh, Chad Staleski will be doing a Ghost of Tsushima film. Oh, sick. Okay. I love that. I I don't care. It's already cinematic enough as a game. Like, like yeah, it'll be interesting to see in a film if they get it right. Yeah, I recently I recently played it. I completed it at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still I'm still at the beginning of Act Two because I was completing every tiny thing I could. Oh, that's fair. No, yeah, I stuck with the, just the main story for now. But see, that's uh, yeah, that's probably right. something. As, as... Sorry, I was gonna say that's probably something we can talk about once I finish the game, the game itself. But like, you get so much from doing all the side stuff that I think makes the game better. There's a lot of things you gain through just doing the side stuff that I feel like it, it's, it's imp- it feels like it feels important if you know what I mean. Yeah, I definitely found sticking to the main story, the story itself, just the the physical main storyline is is quite short. Yeah, you're meant to do all the side stuff as well. Because I know that when I left the first area, there was like a, a mission that appeared saying you still got stuff to do in this area. I went back into that area and it was like, no, you don't, because <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did absolutely everything within that first little area before you go through to the the second before, before it says like Act Two or whatever it says, you know. Yeah, I get you. I did, and I, yeah, I love, I do love that game. That was a great game. Oh no, it sure. is. It's it take. I had I haven't gone back to it for a, a little bit. I need to though, because um, yeah, I can I can get lost in that game forever. I've spoken about it with friends and said that that game reminds me of when I first played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Oh really? And I just absolutely wanted to do everything in that game. Like, it's one of my all-time yeah. favorite games. So I think that's just that's the feeling I get when playing this game. Like, there doesn't, even, none of it feels unnecessary to me. I love doing every little thing. Yeah, no, are you? And I think I think making a film is is a good idea. But then yeah. at the same time, it's that case of it is already so cinematic. It's like the Uncharted film that's coming out. Yeah. Like the games of Uncharted and Uncharted Four, especially, was basically a film that you just played parts of. Yeah. A so film, it's, it's like a 15 hour long film <laughs> yeah so it's just more of a case of how do they I tackle it into because the thing with Uncharted was they can do a different story with Ghost of Tsushima I don't 
know if that's the case. It's not really a world that they can do. Well, I tell you what, they could stick to the story of the game, because this is also not just this, you know, video game movies aren't just to appeal to the video game, the gamers themselves, it's to try and draw in different audiences. And yeah. uh, while it may not be something that will earn it a lot of money, they need to take, as the game did, they need to take inspiration from Kurosawa films and make this like yep. one of those proper classic samurai movies. I, I haven't seen like The Seven Samurai, I do need to. Um, but that's what they need to do to make the film interesting, I think. And it's got, I think it's got a concise enough story that you could just make a film out of just the story, the main, just the main story. You don't need all the side stuff and all that. Um, yeah. But then it could also be one of those ones where they could try and make a series out of it. Maybe. I feel like when they make, they have. They usually have better luck when they go into a series planning more than one film. When they when they just go in making one film, they're like, "We'll make a sequel if this is good." It doesn't always work out, obviously. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm ex- I'm excited to see what they would do with it, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have the biggest of faith because it's a video game movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I think I think video game movies haven't always been, uh, let's say, very yeah. good. And I feel like this is great. And I feel like. Um, they only got Chad Stileski because of his his action stuff, which is he's only done. Yeah, because he's a John Wick, right? He's only done the three John Wick movies. Yeah. Um. Oh, they're great. They are, but they are they are the same thing every time, really. I feel like the first one's the only one that has any sort of real stakes <laughs> or story. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... it is the same pattern repeated. I think the third one was too long as well for me. Yeah, I like, found it too long when those, it got to the third act. Those films are just about showcasing this really cool action. The story itself isn't that interesting. The world is, but the story itself isn't. But um, I don't know. It depends on who they get on board to like write the film and that. They no, don't... you're right. I've, if you had maybe if you had a team of writers behind the game as well, it might it might yeah transfer over well. Like with like with the Last of Us, for example, they the TV show is going to have the main writer and director. Yeah, and this on is board. An, this is another thing. What I'm thinking why Sony are now pushing a lot of because Sony are obviously producing this as well it's um well it says Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions so it is going to be basically all in house I think similar with what well The Last of Us is with HBO isn't it yes um but I imagine that Naughty Dog are very heavily involved in that as they are because Neil Druckmann's going to be heavily involved isn't he um yeah The Last of Us Neil Druckmann is executive producing yeah it's Uncharted I'm not too sure no Uncharted is one of those ones where I'm it's probably not going to end up being that great but um it's it is still Sony so I feel like they may that's why like for example they're going with a different story they're not going with let's just make the first game yes they're basically they're making a different story which I feel like that will work with something like Ghost of Tsushima I think they'll just make the main story no, yeah, that's 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 what I think as well. I think because again, with with Uncharted, you can have multiple stories set in this world, and the fact they're doing like a um, a prequel of sorts, set when he's a lot younger, that that'd be fine. But then when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima, it's more of a case of they probably will just have to stick to the main story, yeah. maybe adapt it in a different way. But I've also seen people say uh, they should keep the main cast of the games because obviously it's all motion capture, but they won't. <laughs> No, they won't. They'll go it for would big be, names. It would be, yeah, it would be great if they did, though, but they won't. 
Oh my god, wait, it's it's Japan. Oh, if they bring Hiroyuki Sonata into this, I'd be so happy. <laughs> yep. Like, not as the main character, because he's I think he's too old for the main character, but, like, as the uncle or something, maybe. Yeah, that would be good. And they can get the guy that played um, Attila the Hun in um, the Night of Museum movies to play the villain. It looks like him anyway. You know what? I always <laughs> thought that as well, to be fair. I actually generally thought that was the same guy. <laughs> I don't think it is, because I think I've looked at the cast list, but... Um... Yeah, uh, Kotal Khan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's the villain. Who plays him? Is it Kotal Khan? No, Kotal Khan is uh, is um, Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> uh, is it? Oh, go away! But yeah, that's that's all the news I have. But um, if you've got anything else, I don't know. I'll quickly have a look I who the villain. I only, yeah, I only really had the same as you. Um, I've been, I've been kind of. Kotun Khan. Sorry, I've got it now. Oh, okay, nice. Anyway, yeah. Any... Um, but yeah, as I was saying to you before, before we recorded, I was too busy writing up the the points for our main topic. Oh wait, it, it is the same actor, I think. Is it? It is. It is. It's the same guy. Of course, it is. It's. It looks just like him. Yeah. It's. I, I literally thought it was him. Yeah, it is. Oh damn. Jesus. He's in Captain Marvel. <laughs> No, he's not. He plays security chief in Captain Marvel. Oh, I'll have to re. Well, I'll be rewatching that in a few I, weeks. So I'll, just some I'll random, let you know. just some random security chief. I think it's the guy that put Samuel Jackson. And, uh, what's her name? Yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that was um. That's actually him. They, they they'll probably get him for the film. Then they should. Yeah, they need to. He's he, he's good in the game as well. And he looks like him. Like it's him. Oh, maybe they should get the cast in. Who plays? Oh yeah, they've got different voice. Uh, they've got a different actor and different voice actor for different languages, obviously. Um, Daisuke Suji is the guy that plays the main character. Um, but he's in Letters from Iwo Jima. That was the last. No, sorry, the wrong way around. That was the first film he was in. He played Cave Soldier Number Two. Anyway. Yeah. Knew it was. I just knew it was him. I knew it was him. They might, if if it's going to be Sony, they could get the actual cast for the game. Well, it would be a good idea because they're great in the in they're great in the game. Yeah, and they're all Asian actors. I think. I do. I do love the um. I love the 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 combat in that game as well. The sword play is is just fucking great. Well, Lord Shimmer is played by an actor called Eric Steinberg, um, so I don't think he's... I don't know what he looks like in real life. <laughs> um, yep. But no, yeah, I don't know. If they get the actual cast in, that'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Eddie Shin, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a French actor here as well, so... <laughs> they definitely have to work, get, you know, Asian actors for it, because, you know, it's set in Japan... <laughs> Yeah, but then the guy that plays um, yeah Attila Hun and uh, Koten Khan in the game is Patrick Gallagher. He's a Canadian actor. They could always get Scarlett Johansson because she's uh, really good at those but types is, of roles. Obviously, he is, he is of Chinese and Irish descent. So yeah, so they could get him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Mong, I mean, they're Mongolian, not Chinese, but you know, yeah, Hollywood and it's Asian actors. But yeah, that's all Very the news. Exciting. That was interesting. Nice, I enjoy that. A good little rabbit hole to go down for. Um Yeah, hopefully they do a good idea with that. Yeah, I hope so. Do you know what else was a good idea? 
Nothing. Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3. Okay. Did you like that? Did you like that segue? Was that a nice segue? I mean, not when you call it out. <laughs> oh, I just want to be loved, man. No, so as I mentioned at the start of the episode, basically what happened was uh, there's a exhibition open in downtown LA. We've kind of set some props from Zack Snyder's Justice League. And alongside those props are storyboards and an outline for what was his original plan for Justice League 2 and Justice League 3. Um, now Zack Snyder, has, like I said, has already come out and gone, if I do get sequels, this will be changing. He updated it. So, so the original the original storyboards were, were made in like 2015, 2016. And he said he redid them in like 2018, 2017 time. Mm. So... Um, we're going to go through it. Connor's not heard this yet, as far as I know. Um, it is quite hefty. There is two films to go through. And we're going to kind of get live reactions from Connor and kind of get thoughts and opinions from both of us. Well, um, depending on how long it takes, we'll go through the first one and then we'll see... Yeah, we we'll definitely go that. through Justice League 2 and then we'll see where we are at the end of it. Um, we might have to save the third one for the next episode. But, um, yeah, again, if he gets another one, it's not going to be the same. However... He probably will take elements of this, so don't be surprised if there's spoilers. But again, we don't know if he's going to get a new one. The, the film has been received extremely well. Um, it was never even going to be released as a as a as a Blu-ray, and now they've just re- revealed it, they're doing a Blu-ray for it. It was definitely going to get released as a Blu-ray, even if they said it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did pre-order it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, have you? Um, yeah. I saw the steelbook on HMV. I've already talented. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I saw that advertised, but I'm not going to get the steel but I should probably just get a generic one but yeah <laughs> um, that's fair yeah so yeah so let's jump into it okay so before we start Connor what would be what would be ideal for you to happen in a sequel what would you love to see there's some, Defin- there's some... definitely like the nightmare sequence stuff okay like definitely that as its own movie just <laughs> just that that's really all I care about at this point. Um, what would you What would you find ridiculous? Ridiculous. Yeah, if you heard something and went, "What the fuck?" Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about DC to be able to say this is what would be ridiculous. Um, I guess if Man Bat was the main villain, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> all right. So let's start. Justice League 2 was originally uh, I think it was meant to be released like 2019 I want to say yeah. Um, and this, the way it's been written is it's kind of been broken into chapters just like uh, Snack Snyder's Justice League was mm-hmm. so the first chapter is called The Justice League United okay? okay? we opened with the Justice League in action during a natural disaster, they're working very efficiently and as a powerful team they've become except one week after the first Justice League ended Okay. okay. Um, obviously I should also say, Zack Snyder obviously added scenes to his most recent film that was just released. That so some of some of what I'm going to read might uh, juxtapose what was just released due to the fact he added stuff last minute. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, so yeah, set one week after Justice League One, they're a very powerful team. They're working efficiently against a natural disaster. They act together. They save lives. However, the refugee, they're all the people they've saved, the refugees. So there's a lot of political tension. The world's very on edge. Um, at the start of the second film, they regroup at the only headquarters that they have, which is the Batcave. 
Flash is very enthusiastic, but Superman's quite distant, especially with Batman. Aquaman's facing a continued scepticism from the surface world about his involvement with the surface world and also with the people of Atlantis. People are very much like, you can't be down there and up here, fuck you. Um, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is relating to this, but more because she abandoned her people and she's missing them quite a lot. So it's very clear from the outset that, that while the League appears to be quite united, the world isn't, and it's quite shit. Well, I mean, the world, so, is, the world isn't united in any sense of the word anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, you got a good point. So um, the League go back to their individual lives, just like the Avengers. You know, they come together when they need to, but they're not together all the time. Mm-hmm. So they go to individual lives to kind of like mend old wounds, kind of get used to things. Except for Batman, who it's noted is dealing with fresh ones left alone in his cave. This then cuts to Bruce and Lois. Bruce secretly meets with Lois, both of them still searching for Lex Luthor. There's tension between them since Superman has returned. The meeting ends after Lois tells Bruce that Superman needs her more than ever. Bruce knows that Lois is hiding something else. He's like, nah, she's fucking... What the fuck's going on here, mate? Okay, so that's the that's like the first chapter. That's very much like a, as you would expect it probably to set up stuff. Really, it's like here's where we are now in the world, and here's the some of the some of the little character problems. Yes, here's some exactly. Little, here's some little obstacles, things that could up, you know, that could change things. I don't know, you know, but your basic your basic storytelling. Yeah, exactly right. So. um it then cuts to the second chapter. Mm-hmm. Now, this chapter has been labelled in this instance Lex Luthor recruiting his own league. <laughs> okay? Just so, called, obviously... just called it the Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, meanwhile, deep in the Brazilian jungle, Lex is locating Dr. Maru, who was the uh, the woman villain in Wonder Woman. You know, she had like the, the mask on half her oh, mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's still alive. He, uh, she's still alive. She's experimenting on herself, prolonging her life, and testing new chemical weapons on like very unfortunate lab rats, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she has spent decades collecting information and artifacts on Diana and the Amazons. She's obsessed with her. Now that Diana's been known to the world, especially, um, Lex recruits her a chance of revenge, the same revenge he wants on Diana's friends, Superman and Batman. She accepts the invitation and smiles and says, "Then let it begin." Okay. It then cuts to the desert where Lex recruits Orm and Black Manta, uh, where they're in like a desert prison, basically. Um, um, okay. Continue. I, um, well, Black Manta is, you know, he's not there at the end of Aquaman, but I guess this is before, you know, obviously. Yeah. So this was, this was, yeah. You have to take into account that this is probably before, before yeah. Aquaman was written. And then Orm. Is was, was trapped in Atlantis. Yeah, I mean, I say tra- you say trapped. He's obviously in prison there because at the end of Aquaman, uh, Arthur says to him, "Let's talk." Yes, you're right. You're yeah. very right. He's like, you know, you um, go, you go to prison, but we're still brothers. Yeah, <laughs> we're still brothers, Patrick Wilson. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's obviously it's very clear that this was written before even Aquaman. And yeah, yeah. Films were even kind of fully concepted. Mm. Um, Concede. Concede, <laughs> that's the one. Uh, cuts to Iron, Iron Heights in Central City. Lex finds Leonard Snart, who uh, is known as Captain Cold. Ooh. Um, Not Mr. For advanced For advanced <laughs> weaponry and to take down the fastest man alive. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, so as this is as this is going on, it's also the film intercuts with the real Justice League going back to their lives. Um, so in Metropolis, Superman asks Lois when she was going to tell him. She says, "Tell you what." Superman says he can hear the second heartbeat, and she shouldn't call him Clark. Clark is dead. The world believes that too. Superman mistakes Lois' hesitation. Oh, Superman mistakes Lois's hesitation for fear. And he says, I won't hurt you. So it's very clear from the outset that she's pregnant. Okay, she's got a bun in the oven. Yeah. Um, she. So that, that's how they would address the whole, you know, Clark's not come back and all, like, you know, suddenly at the same time as Superman has. Yeah, exactly. So it would have been a case of Superman's very accepted that Clark's dead yeah. and that he's not coming back. Yeah, at the end of Justice League. I know, obviously, it's, you know, changed and all that, but at the end of Justice League, he's just walking through the streets, like, as Clark Kent, but okay. Yeah, so it's very, it's already very convoluted. That's, that's right? also, that's strange as well in terms of like, he is still Clark Kent, like, <laughs> no, yeah, you must call no, me I... Superman now. <laughs> I, I assume it's not that, I assume he's like, no, you must call me Kal-El. <laughs> no, you must call me the Man of Steel, Wait, does he, constantly. Does he genuinely say, like, in that, does he genuinely say to her, I'm not, don't call me Clark? Uh, yeah, so basically, that's, that's in, the, in these <laughs> yeah in these storyboards, there was there was like a couple of quotes that Snyder had kind of written in with with the drawings and stuff. Yeah, um, that's yeah, but apparently he says that she shouldn't call him Clark because Clark is dead and the world believes that too. I don't know. Superman wouldn't say that. <laughs> he he's still Clark Kent, and people call him Clark. She calls him Clark in Justice League. Ugh. Right, so then cuts to the Louvre in Paris, right, with Diana. Um, her and a friend Mena, Mena, Mena Leap I don't know what her name is basically discover Diana discovers there's a way to return and remember the path back to Femascara, right so a lot of her kind of journey in, this, in the, especially in the start of the second film is possibly going back to Femascara to reunite with the Amazons and her mother to kind of reconnect you kind of see at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League as well that she kind of yeah. is feeling a bit of guilt for, for just fucking off yeah um, so to kind of remember the path she has to put her lasso of truth on but then she's overwhelmed by visions they start off quite wonderful and in the first time in a century she sees her home she sees like her family she's soaring over the island but then and then she's a mum but then it turns very dark so she sees herself as the god of war in a battle with Superman and then she kills him and cries out these are all just different visions that she's having possible futures basically mm-hmm. um, she gets freed from the lasso She's quite dazed and confused, but at last she knows her way home. So you're like, okay, that's great, whatever. Um, then cuts to Central City with Barry at a hearing. Thanks to Cyborg, Iris, and a lot of lawyers from Wayne, they're going to start looking at Barry's dad's case. Mm-hmm. He's very, like, elated. Um, then cuts to Atlantis. Ackman and Mira are in a, bi- in a battle with the Unseen, apparently, is what it's called. And that's gonna unite the last of the seven kingdoms to kind of bring it all together with with um Arthur as the one true king. And then you've also got the Batcave and Cyborg has kind of updated the cave quite a lot. Um he's even provided a female AI voice for Alfred to talk to, who has become very much of a father figure to Cyborg. So that kind of concludes the second chapter of sorts. It's all very much a all very much a where are the yeah. league in their personal lives? So Sorry, we don't really get who, a lot of... who became a father figure to Cyborg? Uh, Alfred. Oh, okay. Jeremy Irons. Okay. Um, 
So I was just looking up the unseen word as well. Just for beings gathered from various dying worlds in the dark world. Well, we're going if that's the unit. That might not even be it. I don't know. Anyway, carry on. So, while this is going on, you've got the you've got the Injustice League, whatever you want to call it. You've got the real Justice League. The one person missing is Batman. All right, where's Bats? He's currently deep in the Canadian wilderness doing a lot of recon. He's following a lead um, that will lead re, that will lead him to the Riddler. Oi. So the Riddler has a very long, upkept beard. His fingers are very dirty. He's ranting. He's he's kind of writings all across the walls. He's kind of gone a bit insane. Um, Batman goes to basically see what Lex needed from because apparently he's been uh, he's been working with Lex all this time and he goes to see what Lex has asked him to do Lex asked him to solve the anti-life equation which apparently Lex finds out back in you know at the start of Justice League where he's like in the oh, yeah, with yeah, the other yeah. boxes um, the Riddler figures this out and then shoots himself in front of Batman <laughs> so he's like he's like lol that's a big riddle uh, he's like look riddle me this rid of me that I'm going to shoot myself in the fucking head right he does it um, rid of me this rid of me that I'm going to shoot myself without my hat <laughs> <laughs> so basically the Riddler solved the equation he gave it to Lex he knows what it can do now and once it's unlocked he knows what's going to happen right Lex will use this to make life meaningless basically <laughs> and then the Riddler raises his gun points at his own head and he says time to solve the last riddle blam Batman's like kind of like what the fuck as the Riddler just killed himself. No, okay. he did a um, he did a he did a Moriarty who actually did kill himself. So, <laughs> so how are you how are you feeling so far? What are you what it's are you thought? Bit all over the place, right? Like I mean, like, it's a Justice League movie. I get it's obviously the middle story, so you know split them apart, I guess. But it's like that's like three different movies in one, really. Three or four different movies in one. Mate, wait to hear again. Look, I, the what I've been kind of saying, I've checked on multiple sources. Most of the the uh, the the pictures all correlate to say the same thing, with like difference in word and how they've worded it. Yeah. Um, I found the most extensive one I can find, and this is apparently what he wanted. Um, so don't at me and say, oh no, but I saw this. Fuck you. This is what I found. Oh wow, Harry, Harry's attacking the audience already. <laughs> nah, no, nah, I love you all. He's turning against them before me, especially you. I love you. You know who you are. Alright, calm down. It's borderline Sorry. harassment now. <laughs> so the next chapter, the Justice League members unite with their families. Whoever wrote this is not good with these chapter titles because they're just... crap. Well, the thought Zack Snyder wrote them. Ah, well, maybe he did. <laughs> um, so basically it then cuts to, you know, the Riddle's killed himself and it cuts back to the, just the rest of the Justice League. Wonder Woman returns to Themyscira, but she's kind of... Uh, very unsure as to how her mum's reaction will be but she, her mum's like, overjoyed and really happy to see her she embraces her and says you know there's going to be a celebration like any other her daughter's home amazing um back in the ocean at command and mirror bring all the seven kingdoms together it's all united he becomes king um, <laughs> in central city for the first time since he's a kid Barry's dad is released from prison, right? Ooh. And Barry is over the moon. It's so over the moon, he's about to tell his dad who he really is. Oh, wow. Um, this is all meant to kind of be going on at the same time. Simultaneously, apparently. right? Yeah. 
Um, in Metropolis, Lois returns to Superman, tells him she will accept Clark is gone, but she has to go, still on the trial of Lex. So she's basically like, look, I get Clark's dead, but I'm going to fuck off for a little while. Love ya. And yeah, then... As Lois does, proving herself useless. Um... <laughs> Christ is yeah the women are not portrayed great in this film or in Zack Snyder's Justice League there was a huge delay between me speaking and you replying just then <laughs> oh it's because I was laughing I apologise oh, okay it was silence I was like uh... um, but yeah the the women are not being written quite quite well um, back in Gotham Batman's kind of returned he's kind of shaken up by what the Riddler said you know this anti-life equation he's, he's very shaken up about what it could mean what it could mean about Lex um, and then this is all intercuts with Lois goes to General Swanwick who we all know now is the Martian Manhunter <laughs> and he tells her quite uselessly that Lex has to free mother boxes right if he knows that's going to happen why didn't he just fucking stop him Wait, himself what what happened to the mother boxes at the end of honestly no idea they just leave him there and go and stand on top of the fucking thing and be like yeah let's look cool while our stupid plane comes and picks us up but what about the mother boxes they're fine they're just <laughs> on the floor Lex has got them apparently How? oh my god that's okay these are all things that would have been filled in obviously but it's like if Lex just suddenly yeah. has the mother boxes like how <laughs> it probably would have been a passing shot in the opening sequence yeah. do you know what I mean it, would have been so... it wouldn't have been too in detail unless it's a five hour film which, to be fair, we've still got another two page, two and a half pages of the first film, so well, it could well be a five. Get, let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next chapter, Lex activates his plan. Okay, so um, at the Free Rivers, helicopters survey the area. Lex is on the scene. His team, his team is elsewhere. However, they are in contact with him. Lex activates the boxes. His true plan to destroy the Justice League and take this secret power called the Anti-Life Equation for his own. It will give him power over all living life. All um, living the life. <laughs> yeah, the anti-life equation glows as Lex turns on the boxes. Woo. Cyborg, co-currently, blinks, feeling a horrible emptiness as the influx of data starts for the first time since he very first went online. He's obviously linked to the mother box, so he's obviously sensing something's wrong. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, a boom tube, whatever you want to call it, a portal, let's call it, because I can't say boom tube, um, erupts in front of Lex, surprising him. Emerging from the portal, Dasard, you know, Darkseid's yeah, like yeah. servant, emerges behind him. He takes the power of the anti-life all for himself. Dasard, oh is, wow. Yeah, Lex is like, hey man, I, I wanted that. <laughs> That's rude. And he's like, nah, fuck you, mate. Um, This is for my bro, this is for Darkseid. Okay, so he's not taking it for Peace. himself then. No, no, he's taking it for Darkseid. <laughs> Um, so it then cuts back to the Batcave okay in the Batcave Superman Batman and Lois all regroup they've kind of learned of Darkseid's arrival at this point I don't know how it doesn't tell me Superman tells Batman that there is a fight among the gods he turns to him looking at Lois saying she's my world protect her and then he flies off to confront Darkseid okay Mm -hmm. after Superman leaves Bruce and Lois argue quite a bit Bruce knows that Lois is pregnant Lois ends the argument by telling Bruce, you're not the father. She tries to tell him about that she's like discovered what Lex is planning, but he's not listening. He's basically going, look, you need to stay there. Don't die. This is quite an important thing I'm saying to you. 
and Lois is like, fuck you, I actually know what I'm doing, let me speak. And he's like, no, I'm a bloke, shut the fuck up. So I already gathered this earlier on from uh, just when you were saying it, so did so Bruce and Lois fucked? Dude, you're, you're, is that you're what you're spoiling? implying? You're, you're spoiling the... the well, I mean, yeah, that's right. already implied, how's that a spoiler? It's already implied. You yeah, literally so just said of... she tells him you're not the father, why else would she say that? <laughs> so yeah, from that moment, it's kind of clear that while Superman was dead, they were banging. That's okay. Oh, they were, they were, they were. They. It was. It's very well known that Zack Snyder wanted a, a romantic relationship between Bruce and Lois a, in Zack Snyder's Justice League. But there's already like the follow-ups. But there's already. There's nothing. They. They don't even. I don't think they even speak to each other in Justice League. Yeah, but Warner Brothers kind of vetoed it. They said no. But then Zack Snyder always said that if he gets a two and three, that's what's going to happen. But there's like heavy, if... there's like heavy, you know, hints that there's something blooming between Bruce and uh, Wonder Woman. Yep. Oh, fucking. Just. Why didn't they. Just, Zack Snyder clearly wants to do Batman more than he wants to do Superman. This is, this is what I was saying what's... about last week. I, I do think. I do think. Zack Snyder's very clear that he wants more control over Batman than he ever does he, with Superman. He either, he, he's more interested in making a Batman movie, but he also wants to make a film where Superman just absolutely destroys everything. And, you know, I, I can take either. <laughs> but yeah, carry on. So Lois mm-hmm. and Bat- Lois, Batman's like, Lois, you know, you'd need to, you know, stay away from all this crap because you're just a person. <laughs> he's basically saying, look, I'm Batman, you're, you're just Lois. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> Very rude. He should let her speak because she could possibly save the day. But whatever. She's the key, so that which will come into play later. So uh, back at the Free Rivers, uh, taking in Dark Side arri- Dark Side and Desard's arrival because at this point Dark Side's turned up. Mm-hmm. Um, Lex tells Dark Side that he has the power to kill Superman. Dark Side moves forward, acknowledging Lex, and he says to him, "I don't want him dead. I want him to submit." To which Lex says, "Submit." Anyway, sorry. To which Lex says, "The girl." That's the key to breaking the spirit. The girl, right. <laughs> obviously, meaning and they, knowing, knowing, just like okay, the girl. <laughs> like, like, fucking, like a fucking madman. Good old Jesse Eisenberg. Um, yeah. Right. So Superman arrives and he starts a battle with Darkseid, right? But Darkseid's like, look, fuck this, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. So he he gets a like those those boom portal things that Steppenwolf had, yeah, um, and he takes it to Lois, right? The Batcave starts collapsing all around her, um, and and Batman when Darkseid arrives. Oh no! Bruce looks down at Darkseid and Lois from behind the glass that he's in. Like he's he's there's he's like behind a glass wall. Yeah, she's somewhere else in the Batcave. Um, Darkseid stares at Lois. Bruce is overwhelmed, and the person's written here. What can he do? <laughs> Question mark. Um, nothing. It's Batman against Darkseid. He's, he's fucking useless in this situation. Mm-hmm. He literally is. Um, Superman flies at incredible speed to Gotham. Right, he arrives just in time to see Darkseid unleashing his Omega beams from his eyes, turning Lois Lane into ash in front of Superman. There's that clip in, um, there's that of, like, the vision in Justice League, uh, the cyborg has, where it's, like, he's holding a skeleton by the looks of it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and if you look, if you pause that frame, that's in the back coat as well. He's holding his, um, his, uh, Uncle Owen. (laughs) The only only problem with that shot I have, right, is if you look at that properly, that's the shot from Man of Steel when he collapses after, uh, snapping Zod's neck. Oh, I mean... Like the shot of just hit—that's like the close-up of him. That's like reused, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. I thought it, I thought it was because it was it was in the trailers as well, and I was like, that just looks like a reused shot. But that's fine. Filmmakers reuse things all the time. 
Oh yeah, that's fine. So um, at that point, Superman's crying out, right? His soul is shattered. This is when the audience kind of realise that the anti-life equation comes down to Superman. I mean, you've kind of always known it at this point, but it's kind of confirmed. Okay, so um, he goes to tear Darkseid apart, but Darkseid just gazes at him, and the power of the anti-life equation is kind of sourced, like going all through Superman's veins. Mm. But he stops. His mind's now kind of been affected by Darkseid. Right. And Bruce is watching all this in horror, right? He's like, oh, no, like, what What the fuck? This is, this this is, is quite really the predicament. <laughs> this is this is quite sad, isn't it? Like, she's dead. Oh, no. What else is going to die? <laughs> what the fuck are we going to do? Uh, he, just looks at the so ca- she... he just looks at the camera and goes, ay, ay, ay. Superman grabs his head in pain. His eyes are burning. Um, <laughs> so before Bruce can warn anyone... Lex then signals the rest of his team to attack. Okay, so this is this is getting this is the end of the first film. Don't forget. So don't forget the first film was going to end on a massive cliffhanger. I mean the second um, film. <laughs> second film. Uh, so on Themyscira, Doctor Maru unleashes a chemical gas that covers the island and kills all the Amazons, including Wonder Woman. She dies in her mother's arms. Um, then okay, Maru... that came out yep. of nowhere. <laughs> yep. Maru dies herself, but a sick and twisted smile was on her face. She's like, yeah basically like a joker kind of character in that regard then pretty much yeah in atlantis orm and black manta attacked the coronation of arthur killing him mira basically very barely surviving herself she's got a massive yeah. cut across her face she just makes it out i was i'm um, just going to touch on it uh in the injustice league in the vision one is it do we do we see dark side kill aquaman like pull out the he pulls out the the, uh, the trident out, out of his body I think. Yes, because then he uses his Omega Beams to attack who I want to say is like Volca, I think. Volca, yeah. And turn into Ash. Um, and also, you know, there's that clip of Superman with the skeleton, like Darkseid just puts his massive hand on Man of Steel's shoulder. Because it's Man of Steel Superman, yeah. not just Superman. <laughs> um, that's a really wonky looking shot. But anyway, yeah. It uh, is, isn't it? Carry on. So Mira's got a, a, a little scratch on her face. She's yeah, probably, probably going to blame baby. it on Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of which there was some news about that um, really? Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp got his uh, appeal rejected for the uh, in the in the case because he was appealing the uh, you know yeah the outcome and he, he, he had his appeal rejected but that's with we're not you know not that's take, a different not, podcast entirely and not, I not think. taking sides on any of that because we don't know what you know the full story but yeah just that was just touching because Mara anyway carry on um, so as all this is happening, he then cuts to Central City, right? Captain Cold attacks the Flash with amped up weapons, courtesy of Lex Luthor. Cyborg saves him, however, he is blown up and loses the lower half of his body. So this is where it takes a massive, like, difference from the nightmare signals we've already seen. Yeah. So in the end of Black Knight's Justice League, we saw that he was fully formed. Yeah. So this is kind of, so you kind of know that a lot of this might not happen anymore, which yeah. is why obviously we're talking about it. Well, um, he might get more legs. Oh yeah, you might get you might get spider-like legs that um, Darth Maul has when he shows up again in Clone Wars. True. Yeah. Um, so back at the Batcave, Batman's watching all this in horror. He's got the cameras up. He's seen everyone's dying. <laughs> Dark side. Just watch- Dark- <laughs> he's just watching it. Like, oh no. <laughs> he's he's using like you know the face when Superman turns up in Josh Whedon's Justice League and he like smiles. Oh yeah, that weird. He's doing, he's doing the opposite of that. Like it's... he's just like fucking creep. <laughs> 
Oh god. Anyway, yeah. Oh, so Batman's uh, just watching uh, TV. Um. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's watching as Darkseid takes full control of Superman, right? Oh, no. Superman then turns on Batman and he just barely escapes. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, Superman. But, anyway, but yeah. Honestly, fuck knows. Um, Lex believes he's won. He comes face to face with Superman. But then he looks at Lex with burning red eyes and Superman lights him on fire. Lights him on Lex, fire? It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Lex, Lex screams as he burns to death. Love the that. world goes red and it cuts to five years later. Oh, wow. We're going, now it's, we're going we're gonna to show up. The world's going to be like half empty. Captain America's going to be in the support group. Um... <laughs> nah. Nah, he's going to. That's, gonna... that's five years later, right? <laughs> Oh no! This cuts. is this is not that world. Oh, <laughs> cuts to sand ends, right? Very like, so- smouldering solar pits, gothic spires rising from the desert. This was once Gotham, but now, like the rest of the Earth, it belongs to Darkseid. You know, just... he's got the anti-life equation. He gets the unity formed. He's he's unleashed hell, basically. But the kind of stuff that America's gone through in movies, you know, like especially in like the Avengers movies for example I don't want to say maybe not the Avengers movies because it's only like one part in New York that's getting attacked but like specifically with Superman you'd think that would like activate that like whatever it's called that super volcano thing that's like underneath America <laughs> yeah that would be that that would be something cool to include in one of these films because if that volcano was to erupt it's the end of the world <laughs> yeah that would that would be fucked like it's if that happened, it's the end of the world. It, 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 the whole world would be plunged into a nuclear winter. Jesus, it's a massive. That's... I can't remember what it's called specifically, but yeah, it's a massive volcano underneath America. That's exciting to think about. I mean, it would probably it it will almost likely never happen, but like, almost um... yeah. Anyway, um, so five years later, and uh, we're in we're in the desert the for some reason. Yeah, we're in the nightmare world. Yes. Yeah. Now, as the camera looks over the doom, we see a post-apocalyptic Batman. Uh, very similar to the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League and BVS. He's with a ragtag army of rebels, right? So it's the remaining members of the Justice League, which is um, the Flash, Cyborg, basically everyone we saw at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, Deathstroke, uh, Mira. I don't think... The Joker's not included in any of these because at the time, Zack Snyder wasn't going to include him. Okay. But it's very well known that, that Zack Snyder included the Joker at the last minute, recording that scene at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, they're basically walking over to see the kind of desecrated and destroyed what's left of Wayne Manor. Batman leaves them while Flash is kind of carrying what's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Despite all of this, there's still pieces of Wayne Manor left. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, Batman leaves them, but and the Flash is kind of like dragging slash carrying what's left of Cyborg. Bruce looks up to the sky very grimly and says, "We need to get inside before night. He's coming." Wait. So five years and they couldn't get a wheelbarrow for. Cyborg to, so they can wheel him around. Flash is just dragging him around. <laughs> Clearly not, pal. Clearly they want to fucking drag him everywhere. Wow. And then that's that's the end. That's how Justice League Two ends. That's it. Okay. Okay. So what are your what are your thoughts? Because I've just spoken for what feels like an hour. So. I interjected where I could. So um, and that was only like half an hour. Okay. Less than what I think. Um... What are your what are your thoughts on? What could that what could have been the, the second Justice League? I get that it's notes. It doesn't. It's obviously not a fully fleshed out idea. Um, yes, it's very, it's very rough. It's to, a very yeah, rough. There's a lot of gaps. There's a lot of places where you need to fill in some information. But it also, like I said earlier, it feels like there's too much going on all at once. You have got Lex forming a team, 
so that he can get all the I feel like if the I know it's for, for part of the story and it's obviously at the second one you split the team apart that just seems that's just what you would do that's what happened yeah. for the, that's what happened in Avengers Age of Ultron it's what happened in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back you know that's like if it's a trilogy you know you split them up in the second one you make it difficult for them um, yeah of course so it does follow a lot of those things it introduces some more drama and you know I don't know but I don't know it's some there's some silly ideas in there like um, my Lex just it's... gets the mother boxes finds the anti-life equation somehow um, and then Darkseid's like nah I'll just have that <laughs> mate it's gonna get a lot weirder. I feel like based on the ending of the current, you know, on, on the uh, the Snyder Cut version uh, that just yep. obviously just came out, um, the idea that Darkseid is just going to bring his armies to Earth is more interesting. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I guess it's also been done a lot of times before and things, but, um... but Snyder's Snyder's come out and said as well that they would have filmed. Like the stuff like Lois's death and stuff you would have seen on screen you would have seen Lex burn to death so we would have seen Jesse Eisenberg set on fire I mean we've seen people set on fire in but... movies we saw Anakin Skywalker get set on fire so um, before we get on to um, before we get on to the third one what are your what are your predictions for Justice League 3 what do you think is going to happen we're going to go wandering through a desert wasteland for a little bit we're going to have some fun in the, de- in the sand we're going to build some castles um, and uh Somewhat, people will die probably, um, but then I don't know. Time travel shenanigans. We're going to go back in time and fix everything. I don't know. <laughs> hey, do you want to? Should we? Should we do Justice League three as well while we're here? Um, we're at an hour, so we could do yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. It's not like we've had longer episodes. No, and this 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 is quite. We're breezing for it. I think we're not. It's not yeah. taking as long as I expected. So yeah, let's go. Justice League. Yeah, I've been, I've been practicing. I've been practicing my head. I'm not very good at reading stuff very much so i'll try i'm trying to throw a bit of spock humor into it so let's get um, into uh justice league 3 predicted release date 2020 <laughs> yes yeah, so it would have it literally would have come out a year after justice league 2 interesting so very very infinite war endgame-esque so let's Which go you know, this this sorry this is something else you have to have to kind of figure out like realize as well that this would have come out a year after the first one would have come out the same year as Endgame, and the next one would have come out a year after well, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Um, we would have got two very similar films. Well, things would have been different based because obviously Endgame was was going to be released first. But then yeah. again, yeah, you wouldn't have. There's no way they can know what's going to happen in those films. They would just have to. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. It's not like Marvel go to DC being like, Look, by the way, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like, um, um. But yeah. So yeah, of course. Yeah, that would have been very. That would have been very interesting to see. Because I know, like the Justice League films were all scheduled for like the end. Of, all of them were scheduled for like the end of the year. I say all; it was only two at the time, um, initially. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's let's yeah, let's go. Justice League three. Okay. Superman's, so Justice League... the, Superman's crazy. Um, yeah. So Justice League three starts with an introduction to Green Lantern. Okay. So we the which film one? would open. Uh, it doesn't say. Um, it just says the film. The film is introduced with Green Lantern. Uh, to the Justice League universe so he's inside his ship and he's crashing to Earth he's desperately trying to make contact with him and anyone but there's no response it's only static Earth is kind of desolate now yeah. the ship crashes very hard and he's very disorientated Lantern hears someone outside open the door a silhouette peers in it's Batman it's me um, opening on the five years later Earth scene at the end of Justice League 2 parademons converge on the ship 
Batman's defending lantern and then an unexpected ally assists Batman. Deadshot. Deathstroke, sorry. Um, firing at parademons in this post dark side world, Deathstroke is teamed up with the Dark Knight. Okay? Yeah. Which is not very surprising. We saw that at the end of the Nightmare sequence at the end of the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, and this this would have been in the same time frame, in the same kind of... In the, in the universe where Ben Affleck's Batman film happened as well. So, yeah, we would have seen Batman then, versus Deathstroke. Then they're joined by the Flash in his kind of nightmare armour that you see. Yeah, right? with his beard and everything. Batman barks at the Flash... <laughs> <laughs> to stay out of the fire he says Barry's too important to the mission to risk getting hurt the Flash saves Batman very cocky but he's soon very overwhelmed by parademons and he's almost killed the lantern saves him and the iconic friendship between the Green Lantern and the Flash kind of forms that you see in other comics and stuff Yay. Um, and it kind, of, it kind of shows that that's maybe what the Flash's armor was used for to stop anything happening to him like what happened at the end of Saxon's Justice League Like, yeah. so there's no there's no uh, cuts to his body no one shoots him because obviously he's crucial to the mission yeah because Batman um, was visited by the Flash from the future <laughs> exactly the Lantern looks across the earth analysing it with his ring he explains to them who he is and who the Green Lantern corpse are or was he's come to earth looking for his partner who's missing and presumed dead like most of the Lanterns Darkseid's army is paving their way across the universe in the sky, um, the, the Big Dipper constellation is missing two stars. Batman says that all the stars will go out because of what's happening on Earth. The sun is setting, and Batman says, we need to move. End of first chapter. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cool introduction. Starts with a oh, big yeah, action sequence. That's interesting. I like the... Uh, yeah. I mean, I like apocalypse worlds in, in things like this. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. So, it cuts to the second chapter. Batman, Deathstroke, Flash, and Lantern return to the League's hidden base camp underneath Wayne Manor. Mira joins them, walking to the camp across the desert, with Arthur's trident slung across her back. Mm-hmm. Okay, She's carrying two buckets of water and says that she's had to venture further outside of the camp to locate drinkable water. Like, that's... I obviously couldn't give a shit about that, but fair. Well, I mean, people need water. Yeah, no, fair. Um, Bruce explains his operation to Lantern. They're planning on, on a move that will end Darkseid's reign on Earth, but, Dark, but Lantern thinks they don't have a shot. He wants to repair his ship and try and find any surviving members of the Corp and then basically just fuck off. Mm-hmm. The Lantern wonders whether the Justice League could fully stop Darkseid. Right. At this point you're going, no, they can't. They've they've crucially fucked up. They need Spooperman. Exactly. Um, this is when we're, they reveal Pokes Darkseid's cyborg. He's now half a man, able to plug into machinery, hanging in the Batcave, literally, apparently hanging like there you like going around like a, like a rope like Tarzan <laughs> uh, working on massive technology a cosmic treadmill this is going to help the Flash jump back in time to what end Lantern asks um, Cyborg tells the Lantern the, speci- the specifics of how time travel works it's very uncontrollable even if they can get the Flash to travel back they can only try it once a year so that the Earth will be in the very same spot and the Flash doesn't jump into solid bedrock the Flash shrugs and says space so that part they don't really sound like they know what they were doing here's something um i get i that's interesting because obviously the earth does move you know so if you go back in time and you can only be in the same kind of position you will you know you won't be in the same place yeah but also this is a fact i found out fairly recently about a year ago probably is that the earth's not just moving around the sun it's also moving through space like the whole of space is kind of just 
constantly moving. So you would never end up back in the same spot. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, so the, the Earth is moving around the sun. The sun is moving through the galaxy. The galaxies are all turning, all moving through the universe. Everything's yeah. moving. Nothing is stationary. That's mad. Yeah. So if you did, if you're like, I'm going to go back in time, 500 years into the past, but I can only go back in time in this one spot, you'll just, you'll, you'll probably, you might end up in the middle of a black hole for all you know. That's, <laughs> that's genuinely insane. Yeah. The universe is not doesn't stop. There's a, I'll, I'll, I might see if I can find this video again, but I found a fascinating video. It's like half an hour long, but it's about yeah, man, like, send, it's about, send it to me. it's about the, this isn't about that specifically. This is about the future of the universe. As okay. in, from like now onwards, what's going to happen to the universe? From now until the end of the universe, what do we predict will happen? And it was fascinating. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I'll link that to you at some point. <laughs> yeah, do it. I like the fact that that can kind of explain as well how the Flash ends up back in the Batcave and Batman yeah. vs Superman. But Actually, that yeah, that's, that's kind of... Yeah, anyway, Karen, yeah. So in order to operate the cosmic treadmill, they need to steal a mother box from Darkseid's army. Where they know where one is. Sorry, I keep hiccuping. But once they power the machine up, they all remark that they'll get his attention. Superman. Yeah. Lantern asks who, and Mira answers, a dark side controlled Superman. Even even the Lanterns have heard of the Kryptonian, worried that he's under the control of Darkseid. He heard his spirit was meant to be unbreakable. <laughs> Deathshot goes on. Across the world, parademons, beyond parademons, the entire population has fallen to the anti-life equation, their minds being completely controlled by Darkseid. That's what happened to Deathstroke's daughter. Um, it haunts him even worse than death hence why he's joined the league to try and stop all this from happening yeah they need to move soon because the planet alignment is the next evening where earth will be in the same place it was when Bruce, when Bruce first saw the flash in the Batcave if they don't jump to then they won't have another opportunity for an entire year so the plan is that Barry will warn Batman so that they can be prepared but the, but the flash will only have 10 to 15 seconds before he's ripped to pieces basically <laughs> Um, so what can he say in that amount of time to Bruce? They all agree that it's simple. You have to stop Lex. If Lex is agreed, to, if Lex is stopped, then Darkseid will never come here, and Lex won't slaughter, won't have slaughtered the Justice League essentially. Mm -hmm. um, afterwards, Bruce pulls Barry aside and basically says, "That's a shit idea. It's not going to work." He knows exactly what he needs to tell him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I heard it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a, in a rare moment of vulnerability, Bruce admits, she was Superman's world, I believe I broke that connection. Bruce whispers something into Barry's ear, and the Flash's eyes go wide. He can't help but say, no way. And Bruce responds, tell me that, it will change everything. Okay? We don't know what it is. I assume it's, just... I assume it's Lois is the key. <laughs> but there could be something else to it, because he also says, am I too early, so... Yeah, exactly. He might get distracted. Anyway, carry on. So then it cuts to the mission, okay? The mission starts at dawn in a Fury Road-inspired Batmobile, okay? The Justice League, Batman, Green Lantern, Deathstroke, Mira break into the Stronghold, Stronghold, a cathedral soaring with the anti-life-controlled people. Um, human priests kneel at the Mother Box, okay? Batman says as soon as, the mother, as they get the Mother Box, Superman will become aware of them. Back at the Batcave, Cyborg and the Flash preparing for the Flash's jump. Cyborg makes it very clear that he won't have much time. He needs to deliver the message before he crumbles into nothingness. But if Barry succeeds, it won't matter, because none of this would have ever happened anyway. Mm 
and Batman and the others steal the mother box and they make a dead run back to the cave as the Flash and Cyborg prepare for Barry's jump. Superman is in pursuit. I was about to hum the Superman theme, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I was about to as well, and then I couldn't remember it, so I hummed that. Oh no, he's coming! They're playing his music! So, they're all racing back to the Batcave, and from a tower, Deathstroke fires a kryptonite bullet at Superman's back. Superman dodges it. Okay, Batman asks Deadshot, um, Deathstroke, keep calling him Deathshot, over his comm, what happened? And Deathstroke tells Batman that this better work, this better save my daughter. It's very clear this is a distraction, so they have enough more time to get to the Batcave. Hmm. Superman simply just flies through the tower, killing Deathstroke. Literally oh. just flies through it. Okay. <laughs> Mira tries to remove the water from Superman, he crushes her. Green Lantern fires his ring at Superman, but he sends his corrupted heat vision into the ring until the ring explodes, taking the lantern's arm with him. Well, Cyborg does. Does that kill the lantern, or is it just like, no, my arm? I think it's just his arm currently, but then it destroys the ring as well, so he has no powers. No, it's true. He's just a useless, armless person. He'll probably just bleed out. Unless, I mean, unless it's a beam, it's a, it'll just it'll just you know, what's it called? Cauterize when you burn. You know, it would, it was caught. It would cauterize the wound. Anyway, carry on. There you go. Cyborg does what he can against Superman as the Flash prepares to jump. Just after, Cy- just after Cyborg activates the machine, Superman tosses him to the Parademons. They tear him apart alive. Jesus. Cyborg's going, ah, fuck, this hurts. Um, and then finally... <laughs> Booyah, no more! <laughs> <laughs> then finally, it's down to Batman facing off against Superman. The Flash, run- is- Flash is running very hard on his super treadmill, and he's seconds away. Um, Batman is armed with the kryptonite spear but Superman simply just empowers him with it these two heroes struggle the rash races as fast as he can exploding through time just as Superman reaches him (laughs) Flash is then pulled through time and we're back in Justice League 2 okay back in Justice League 2 yeah you with me Mm -hmm. Uh, we're with Bruce and Lois as they first argue you're not the father Lois storms out of the Batcave the Flash arrives, landing in that moment. He tells Bruce what he didn't hear before, what Bruce whispered in Flash's ear. <laughs> Lois lied to you. You're the father. Okay? Okay. After after delivering this message, the Flash vanishes from existence. You're the daddy. Bye. Vanishes um. as in just... <laughs> yeah, just literally vanishes from existence. Okay. Where do we? Here we go. I'm just getting my just getting my page up. Cut the credits. Um, <laughs> Lois comes down trying to reconnect with Bruce. He's still kind of reading from the information, but I'd he's al- she's in. I'd also Karen. like to say how 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 does Flash know that Bruce was the daddy? Because Bruce took him aside before he was on the treadmill and said, "Don't say we have to stop Lex. Say this instead." But I mean, is that in terms of he's just telling Bruce? He's just telling him just say that because even though Bruce yeah. doesn't know. He's basically saying, tell tell him that I'm just, the dad. So basically, it could be a lie for all, you know. For all we know, yeah, yeah but apparently it's not. Okay. Because um, I'm just trying to get, like, how would Bruce know he was the dad when Lois dies very shortly after this? So Exactly. That's that's the kind of thing that you, you have to take with a pinch of salt, I guess. I know, not really, because there's no way he would possibly know. She's vaporised. How are you meant to know? There's no way to find that out. So either... 
there's a scene missing <laughs> where Bruce is like, oh, I am the dad. Oh, cool. Uh, or he just lied. But yeah, carry on. I think it's my, my, I think maybe it's inferred that he learned in the five years, but they never read. Really but how? That. That's Im- That's not possible. I don't, I'm fucking Snyder. I was reading what he wrote. Yeah, but I'm just. I know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's not possible to learn after someone has died that you were the father of the child they were carrying. Maybe he. Maybe he leaves him a note. Oh, whatever. By the way, you're the daddy. Carry on. Do the bra. No. Um, I know. I know. In recent, I know in recent interviews, Snyder's basically gone out and said, "Oh no, it's because he's kind of changed it to his recent, the most recent storyboards he did would be that it's Superman's son." Okay. But it's super. But he's unpowered. Okay. Which will come back into play. I'll bring that back up at the end because that comes into the end of the film. Okay. Okay. So Lois comes down, tries to reconnect with Bruce. Um, he's still kind of reeling, but she's insisting that he listens to her. He does. She tells him that Lex has a plan to take out the Justice League. They work it out together, and suddenly Darkseid's boom tube opens. Water's pouring into the cave again. Darkseid looks at Lois, and Bruce is looking down from the glass again. So it's the same situation as it was in the second film. What can he do? Oh no. I know the tension is through the roof at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, Bruce goes in. Not Batman. Bruce goes into action. Smashing through the glass, he throws himself in front of Darkseid's Omega Beams as they move, and he moves Lois out of the way. He's struck by them, crying out, but he doesn't die. Superman arrives in time to see Batman injured. He flies into a rage, but he's not broken. He's angry. He's empowered. He's okay. seen his be- he's seen his friend get injured, basically. Uh, okay, so Lois is vaporized, but Batman's fine. Okay, whatever. Yep, mate, you're going through exactly the same emotions I was going <laughs> through as I read this. Can you see why I wanted you to hear this now? It's just a lot of this feels fake, but okay, let's go. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Um, Superman puts Darkseid on his heels and Darkseid is forced to retreat He's, uh, Lois then tells Superman that they have to warn the others and that Lex has a plan um, with all this information Superman saves the league so he stops the, the gas on Ferrascara he stops all the Manta killing Aquaman he takes out uh, Captain Cold Okay. now while this is all happening Bruce reveals to Lois that he's alive but he was here there's a darkness grind through him and in his body he's in pain but they need to keep fighting he tells Lois as he boards the bat plane, I could have had the life outside of a cave with you. Batman leaves, right? Yeah, great. Well done. Thanks, mate. Um, so he, they kind of head into battle for what's going to be like his final mission, basically. Hmm. Um, Earth unites against Darkseid. The country of the world come together and combine their forces to stop the villain. And Lex, wherever the fuck he is. Um, Wonder Woman leads Femascara, Aquaman brings the Atlanteans, and it's very it's kinda of said that this is meant to be a Lord of the Rings esque Helm's Deep style battle. Okay, like it's meant to be like insane. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't really sound it. <laughs> um the Green Lantern Corps also get in on the action and the entire DC universe kind of assembles to save the planet. So there are casualties though, so Diana's mum dies in Diana's arms this time, but the league's unstoppable. The Flash is now so fast he can be in two places at once. And Cyborg takes control of the mother boxes and destroys them to weaken Darkseid. Okay. Ultimately, it's Batman that ends up sacrificing his own life to kill Darkseid like once and for all. Again, doesn't say how he does it. Snaps but his fingers he... and says, "I am Batman." <laughs> In the aftermath, Diana becomes the new queen of the Amazons, leading them to kind of reign the world outside of Themyscira and restore peace. Um. Uh. 
yeah, Arthur is recognised as the kingdoms as a true king, and he gets his coronation. Um, a cyborg evolves, he becomes god of a digital age, but he's able to transform himself to look human. Um, Lois mourns Bruce's death. Bruce's death. Superman realises that Lois is carrying Bruce's child. She admits it, but he already knows. Fuck knows, Harry knows, but if Batman knows, obviously he knows. Everyone knows. Um, he says maybe he already knew, but he said it doesn't matter. He embraces Lois and her unborn child, saying he has a reason to be Clark Kent again. <laughs> okay? Then it cuts to the final part of this cinematic universe. 20 years later. Uh, there's a memorial kind of all about Batman's sacrifice. Commissioner Gordon asks Lois, when are you going to tell him? Referring to the truth about his father. Mm-hmm. For the first time in decades, crime is returning to Gotham and it needs a new <laughs> Batman. Yeah, because crime just decided to take a break when Batman disappeared. Okay. Lois takes her son to the Batcave. Oh, fucking off. Fuck <laughs> off, I'm done with this. Now you're Batman. <laughs> she takes her son to the Batcave, surrounded by the Justice please, League. Please don't tell me they fucking called him Bruce or something as well. And she tells her son that his dad was Batman. The movie ends in Gotham City <laughs> turns with the, an emergence. Turns the, turns the clock and goes, you're Batman? He's like, no. <laughs> no, son. Uh, the movie ends in Gotham City with the emergence of a familiar figure. Batman. Bruce and Lois' son has decided to take over the mantle to protect his father's home and his legacy. Batman lives again. Please. The end. Does it say that they... What did they call the kid? Did they call him Bruce? Now, it doesn't say in this, okay. but when I was doing when I was doing research... Because um, what I was going to say was, again, Zack Snyder also said it could have been Superman's son... But if it was Superman's son, he was going to be unpowered. And what was going to happen was there was going to be like this romantic spark between Bruce and Lois that was never kind of followed through because of her grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Bruce's honour, after he dies, they would have called him Bruce Kent. <laughs> and then he would have grown up knowing who Batman was. not knowing, not knowing He wouldn't have been his father, but he would have known all about the Batman. Yeah. And when he was old enough, he would have decided to take the mantle of Batman to fight alongside his dad, yeah. Superman, I've heard that and the rest somewhere, of the league. I, think. I have heard that somewhere. Which makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but that was this, is, this was the 2015 to 2016 original storyboards slash story of Justice League 2 and 3. So... Is there an explanation for why Flash goes back in time to Batman vs Superman? Is it like they tried it before and it didn't work, or not in not in this? Let me just quickly go over my notes to make sure I haven't skipped it. To be fair, because you know that happened. Because no. that happened. So I think I remember reading it in one of the other unless that's just like one of those that was an alternate timeline kind of thing. You know, like yeah, I think in one of the more recent articles I read is that Zack Snyder kind of took that into account if we get a new two and three so he's taken that into account but in this one i can't see it. maybe this was written before batman v superman was i like the idea of it finished. i do actually like the idea of it being it was a different timeline because then you could say that's the one where it, obviously it didn't work out and they like technically this has been this has happened like more than once maybe like i don't know in terms of like flash went back in time to batman v superman told him lois is the key that was the wrong thing the thing still happened and obviously bruce learns more as time goes on yeah, and then he's like, "Okay, no, th- when you go back, say this, is, you know, because when you when you came back and told me Lois is the key, that was the wrong thing." 
yeah, I have a, I have a feeling that like that, that's that's still it. That's like you know, it's not great writing, but it's like it's under. I feel like it's understandable. That would if that that's the way they did it. Also, for that third film, I feel like it was good for almost for most of it until you got to the ending stuff. And I was a bit like, okay, this just feels generic now. I think for me, this the way it sounds, it sounds like this was what was written co-currently as Batman v Superman's story was being conceived. Oh yeah, this is definitely rough outlines. It's not like Do you know this, this would have yeah, changed. Got... This would have changed in different drafts. Like stuff about the Flash coming back hmm. to Batman v Superman, I feel like wasn't even a fault in that film yet when this was being written. So, um and I think that's the rumour is why that's why he's put these ones in particular up. So in one case if it's never if they're never made, there's something to see a general a general outline of what could happen. But he has fully updated it and made it uh, more concise. So if he does make, if he does yeah. make more, people can read this and say, "Oh, I've, I still don't really know yeah. what to expect." I also like the idea that in one timeline, if when Lois is isn't car- when when Bruce is like Lois isn't carrying my child, he just lets her die. But when it's, he finds out it's his child, he jumps in front of her. <laughs> Somehow, like I still don't get that. I feel like it should have changed enough to the point where they're they're already together when Darkseid shows up, rather than being in two separate places. Yeah, but it does there's... sound like he just goes, yeah, fuck it. But I'm it's gonna, not. I'm just gonna let her. It's not terrible overall. Like I did like the idea of you know that I did like that idea of then it you when they go back in time it transitions to that as opposed to with the Avengers one it was we go back and then we come back to the present. Yeah, like it's not saying I pref- would prefer it. I'm just saying I like I like the distinct this I like that it's different in that regard. But it's still time yeah, no, travel. still, still time I. travel. I like the fact that the third film would have focused primarily in the nightmare world until suddenly at the end and then it just becomes generic final action yeah. sequence uh, but yeah so and I Batman read that. dies in some unexplained circumstances I read that a couple of weeks ago and I immediately saved it well, yeah, and then started was... researching it because I, I just thought I, and as I expected I would have loved to hear oh, your starting off optimistic yeah it sounds good and then by the end I oh, just fucking hurry up to be honest it. it was more it started off this is not going to be good and then it was a lot more like in the end I'm more like eh it could have been entertaining at least yeah like I feel like the second one felt worse just from the off I was always like nah this is this is bad and then when you get to like the nightmare stuff it's like okay no, this is interesting I like the idea of going back in time and all that yeah for but, sure but in the end of the day it's just like they didn't... The biggest problem with DC is still how rushed it was. Yeah. Like, people can argue, oh no, they did it different. They just did it differently. No. They did Man of Steel, and then three years later, they did Death of Superman. Yeah, they should have built they, Superman's character yeah, first. They introduced Had a Justice him, League in between that. Yeah, they introduced him, then they killed him. Like, yeah. we needed... What we needed is we needed two, probably two Superman films... I like the idea of not introducing Batman until Batman vs Superman. I don't think we needed the Batman film before that. Yeah, because then you you it's like you you choose Superman as the, the 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 main character kind of, but then Batman becomes the main character in the Justice League stuff. Mm. Like I would argue, Batman's the main character in Batman vs Superman. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but you needed to develop that world a bit more. The Wonder Woman movie should have happened before we see her. And the same yeah. with uh, Aquaman should have happened. Like, if they had done it in this different way, it would have, it could have come together, you know, better. But there was like, the fact that Batman vs Superman came out three years after Man of Steel hurt the development of that universe. 
Yeah, they were they were impatient. They didn't want to wait. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to set it up like Marvel did. Marvel took ten years. Oh, it's even well. I mean, at that point, Marvel was in its phase two. Yeah, because Iron Man three came out in two thousand thirteen. Thor: The Dark World came out in two thousand thirteen, and it was already clear at that point they were gearing up for the Infinity stuff. Yeah. And obviously, these universes are going to be compared to each other forever because Marvel DC have always been compared to each other. They've always been rivals. Mm. Um, but no, if it if it had been better planned out from the start, even if you'd given it all, if you if you had given creative control to Zack Snyder, but made sure you had introduction films before you started just pushing them all together, like our introductions to the members of the Justice League are on little fucking clips in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, so that's how we're gonna. So that's uh, there's Aquaman, there's Cyborg, there's Flash. Okay, and I think, I think their problem they also have is like they don't have. Obviously, Marvel has Kevin Feige who who plans this all out and makes yeah. sure they all fit with one another. It sounds like DC just gone look. Here's Batman for Superman. Here's what I've done. Just do what you want. It could link to that if you really want to. It should probably, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep an eye out for it. They don't have. A producer to fully make sure it's all linking and makes sense. No, that's they never had a direction. They never had someone yeah. to take charge. Yeah, Zack exactly. Snyder could have been that person. He could have been that person, but easily. He... At least you would have got a consistent tone. But then you can also you could, at least it would have been a consistent tone. But you can also say would the quality have been consistent? Yeah, like no, that's he true. still did make Batman vs Superman immediately after Man of Steel. I say immediately, yeah. but you know took time with that very soon after yeah and I feel like yeah no they shouldn't have rushed it like that uh, who knows do you think they'll the, 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 the reaction to his the Snyder Cut has been it's oh, been yeah. great so I, I do kind of think that we will end up getting maybe not two sequels but I do think we'll end up getting a sequel of sorts to maybe try and tie up it's also still very clear that Warner don't want to do this no, it's more. It's more the even the critics and the fact even the critics are coming out and saying this will make you money. Like people want to see this. It's yeah. not like that. You're. It's not like people are going. Oh, we don't want to see it, but they're going to go. Yeah, let's make oh, it. Oh no, yeah, like, this this, would... is, this is a people want this film. If this film would come out in a normal year, maybe if it was cut down to you know a reasonable cinema length, yeah, it would have. I think this one could have because of the hype around it could have broken a billion dollars. Probably would easily. Have. Yeah. But I mean, like the 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 other Justice League film did only make what was it six hundred million? It was more than that in the end, wasn't it? Was it was it six hundred? So. It was Batman vs Superman I, made eight hundred, right? Yeah, I thought it was six hundred. Justice League. So I do remember the joke that um our friend Harvey said to us, um, yeah. which was uh how, how much do you think the Avengers made in its opening? Was it weekend? And yeah. I was like, what? And he's like, one Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> it was Infinity War, wasn't it? At that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because it made like six hundred million in its opening weekend. <laughs> <clears throat> I also, I am seeing already seeing loads of things on Twitter of people being like, hashtag, you know, what is it? Continue the Snyderverse or whatever. Rest- uh, Restore the Snyderverse, and I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> well, no, yeah, to be no, fair, I though. get fans want it, but now they're acting like. They're getting. I saw someone getting all like, "Oh, they're already trying to erase Snyderverse stuff by recasting Henry Allen." It's like, no, Billy Crudup can't do the Flash. Exactly, and I think, look, if anyone can get, if anyone can get Warner Brothers to make this film, it would be the fans because that you know the outcry from yeah. the first one was so big that they obviously this they, the fact that we got it released was an achievement in yeah. itself. It's, this was never meant to be seen. They just can't make it a standard of 
giving the fans what they want all the time you know in terms of like yeah. you can't always make it you can't always succumb to their demands in that way like yeah they obviously want to see this and you should maybe yeah make these things because it means it'll make you money but don't always listen to the fans because they don't always know what they want yeah I think and I also think personally I'd, I'd love to see another one another two yeah if they if he I want I want Snyder to be able to even if it was a case where they came out and said right we'll make it one more it's to tie up all the loose ends of the nightmare stuff and the anti-life equation you know all that stuff if yeah. he gets if he gets a chance to finish his and we said this last week we'd both like to see it mm-hmm. but then I think fans need to accept that if it does happen it's going to take a lot of graft from the fans again and this is but this is to, a, if it does it if it does happen in terms of if Warner Brothers are like okay yeah we'll green light Zack Snyder to continue his story it might not end up being good because he won't have the benefit of hindsight no he won't have the time to you know go and refine all his thoughts he will be given a release date and he'll have to adhere to it he'll have to work to it yeah and then again you have stuff like Ben Affleck yes he he came back to film um, the end scene (laughs) the end scene and he's coming back for the flash that doesn't necessarily mean he'll come back for two full films yeah, I mean stuff like that, and I think I think sorry, just while we're on it, I I for one, you know, when I watched Justice League, I was one of the people on Twitter saying it's not the Snyder verse, you know, I'd I'd love to see it. Yeah, but if, if don't be one of those fans that that tweet Warner Brothers executives saying, oh fuck you, we need to really see this because well, that's not going to get the film made. It's not if you say f you, yeah, I want this film. Look, my problem, them, yeah, of course. Like, my problem is it's the people that are replying to everything else and being like, oh no, this is they need to do it this way instead. They just should do that, and it's like, it's not so much people going, oh yeah, I want to see this. I want to car- I want to see this. It's the people that are like, I want to see this in spite of this thing. I want to see this, but not have that. It's the people that are like, <laughs> they can't have it. They can't just accept that, you know, the Flash movie is still going to happen. It's being yeah. it's being made. The Batman movie is still going to happen. We're probably still going to get the Aquaman sequel at some point, um, and whatever they're, whatever they're doing with Wonder Woman now. Obviously, Patty Jenkins is doing the next Star Wars film. Um, and I mean, nineteen eighty four wasn't very well received. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 like, yeah, you don't. I, the thing that annoyed me was with, with with release last week of Justice League or the week before, no, last week was was the fan was the people that were going, oh, I read this. I bet this is going to be shit. I really don't want to watch this. But I'm gonna watch it to insult it. But it's like, don't. No one's forcing you to watch this film. No one's forcing mm-hmm. you to enjoy it. We watched it because yes, we have this podcast. But like, I watched it because I wanted to see this film. I thought I'd enjoy it, and I came up really enjoying it. Don't like. It's okay if you're one of those people that have, you know, if you're a fan of Batman, and they're going, I don't know if it's gonna be any good, but I'm gonna watch it, even though I didn't like Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel, but I've kept in up to date with it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, watch it. That's fine. But don't be someone that goes. Oh, their shit. This is shit. Zack Snyder shit. I absolutely hate it. I've never watched the others. I don't want to watch this, but I'm gonna watch it purely so I can rip it to pieces. Don't, don't, don't do that, please. It's also let I mean, people. Well, if you do, keep it to yourself. Like, let people yeah. enjoy it. There's a lot of people that are like, um, you know, so why haven't Warner Brothers announced they're gonna restore the Snyderverse and stuff like that? It's because technically, Batman vs Superman and Justice League lost them money. Yeah, no, you'd have to think from a profit point of view yeah. as well. Like as a studio, they lost money when they made those when they made those films and they released those because they spent a lot on marketing, especially for uh, Batman vs Superman, and they just didn't make that money back. So, but then you could you could also say that that was Warner Brothers' fault for putting the whole film in their trailer. 
the Comic Con not... trailer. As soon as they revealed Doomsday in that trailer, they lost money. I think. It did also get like you know bad reviews when it came out, and obviously word of mouth. Then yeah, no, people are going to see well, it and don't course, like yeah. it. That's how movies, especially. I mean, like for example, with Avengers, it's word of mouth that gets that film. You know, people going to see them. And if people yeah. don't like the film, they're not gonna go and see it. But I don't know. There's just a lot of people that are just petty about it, and they've just got to accept that it might not happen. Nah, yeah, and look, don't think we're going. Oh, you know, it's, it's, we want it. To, we would like to see more. We said that last. I week, would like to see just... at least um, Zack Snyder finish his little nightmare idea. If they gave w- him, if they, I mean, this hit. Here's the other thing: is this film was an already, you know, mostly filmed film, mostly filmed film, um, and they gave him extra money to just add in additional stuff and well, visual effects, fix visual effects and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. If they want to, him to make, if they, if they're gonna make another film, that's hundreds of millions of dollars they're going to have to then put into it I think yeah I think they would have to I think they're maybe waiting for okay yeah they're, they're, it's, there's there's obviously demand there there's obviously making money for HBO Max but I think they'll release it in IMAX and theatres and see how many people truly how much money they get from that before deciding they need to release then, it in theatres I think once but then it's, an, it's another thing as well that Zack Snyder didn't get paid to release this no, he he did it. He did this all for free because he did it because because people. I think people get. He did this as a passion project, not just because he wanted to release it. But he did this because it was personal to him and his family. Due to what happened, well, he'd also already he been paid not, for it. So <laughs> yeah, he, maybe he might get offered two or two and three, and he might go. I've closed. The, I've closed this book. Like um, I think he again, wants to do it. Otherwise, he yeah. wouldn't have come back and finished this. Like yeah, you say yeah, it's a tribute to his family and all that, but it's also because he. He wanted to, you know, because he's like he said, he's never even seen the other Justice League, so it's not like he was. Yeah, true. Like, oh, oh I'm look. done with this franchise now. It was more. It was probably. I don't know. It was just. Again, it's it's we, a mess of a situation, really. Yeah, we hope it happens. Don't get us wrong, but we're just saying, just be cautious and and just be decent, especially on social media. Like, if you want really want the film made, then obviously do the hashtag, do restore Snyderverse, make the word of mouth known, make the opinions known, but don't like threaten people and swear at people and all this if they don't agree let people have their opinions and just make sure that you're if you really want it known just keep doing the hashtag do the work that was done before and you never know it might get made it might not but you know fingers crossed I do also understand Warner Brothers did kind of maybe jump the gun with then being like okay we're just going to go and reboot everything we're going to go and do all these separate things instead so for example being like okay here comes the Batman movies with Matt Reeves doing it and Robert Pattinson um and then obviously I mean the Flash movie is the one that's like people are speculating is it going to reset this universe I like yeah, true. I do like the idea of the confined Batman story I want Matt Reeves to be able to tell his little Batman trilogy yeah that's the and I was talking to her I was actually I'll shout out quickly because this is this is going off a point I made to a friend yesterday who listens to the podcast uh, shout out to Paul he's a good friend from working on my big broski but he was saying that, uh, and I agree with him. They could, they could easily have their own multiverse for this. Like they could have a universe with Matt Reeves' Batman that's secluded in its own thing. They could have a multiverse with Snyder Cut and the sequel to the Snyder, and then they could have a multiverse with what Warner Brothers want to do. That is possible. Mm-hmm. The, and they, it was confirmed in that in Snyder's cut of Justice League, he talks about the multiverse in the film. So 
you know, it, 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 they would. I think they'd be fools for not. At the moment, I think there's such demand for it. I think a sequel would, at least one, would make the money because it's still got that demand. It's still got that hype. Yeah. I think they would be fools not to do it. But then you can also understand maybe the hesitation that, that that's that they're having. Mm-hmm. I guess it's it like you said. It's a mess. It's so tricky to kind of determine. You've also got to think less. When you when you're a big company like that, you've got to think less about hardcore fans and about general moviegoers as well. Yeah, because this is getting we're fans. Then you know, don't get it, don't get us wrong. We we are for a moment. Think about it from the perspective of the people who make this stuff. They're trying to make money. Yeah, I mean, like, look, me and all my friends and everyone I know would go to see this film right yeah but then that's my my younger brother he likes batman doesn't love batman he wouldn't necessarily go and see this film and i think yeah that's what you got they, they are thinking about general audience as well yeah you've got and but, I, I mean in the sense of think about general audiences when you're releasing justice league with ben affleck as batman but you're you're also about to release the batman with robert pattinson and then you've got an aquaman film which is a sequel to aquaman but it doesn't feel like it fits in with the justice league aquaman you've got wonder woman now you know it's all it's all just it's and then you've got the flash which is gonna do flashpoint stuff it's just such a messy universe now that yeah you've got yeah. you you have to give audiences credit they can make sense of things without having every detail but with but with the way films are going these days where it feels like you are watching a, a, a tv series over the course of many movies yeah you are expecting a lot of your audience when you're going to technically have three different universes going off off at the same time yeah it's just and then you've got this new superman film that's coming out with um uh, that writer i can't remember his name off the top of my head um which might be focusing on a black superman not a black suited superman a black superman (laughs) maybe the way they should do it is maybe they'll say you know maybe they will give Zack snyder a sequel right Mm. but then maybe they say right we're gonna do flashpoint first we're gonna do the flash film first to well, I mean, establish a multiverse, yeah, and then from there you have, you know, the different universes. It's, yeah, cause... it's just what you say. You know, like people like like we we're, we're very clear in right. The Batman's in its own universe. It's very it's been stated multiple times. We're like right. We know um, Snyder Cut ex- and exists in its own bubble with Man of Steel and Batman. We know the DC's Justice League exists in a bu- bubble with other projects. And we can we can understand that, but people like that. My dad actually calls me, and says, oh, "Okay, right. So I need so I'm going to watch uh, uh, Justice League." And he goes, "Right, but do I need to see Aquaman? But I thought a new Batman film's coming out. How does that?" And he's like, "No, no, no. It's 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 this, this, this. Not like you said. Not everyone can piece that together because it no. is so convoluted. And I mean, so messy. some people still don't understand that Star Wars Episode One, Two, and Three came out after Four, Five, and Six. And it's, it's a prequel. It just they just went back and told the story before. People still can't comprehend that. So yeah, you are thinking, yeah, okay, there are a lot of hardcore fans out there, but then you, yeah, there are also millions of people that also will go to see films just for the sake of it. And you need yeah. to make sure you're entertaining them as well. Yeah, I, I don't sure. know. It's 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 so difficult. DC have DC and Warner Brothers together have shot themselves in a f- in the foot a little bit with this universe. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's only time will tell. So maybe something like the the Flash rebooting it does does work out in their favor. Um, 
I, will, I, think, I was almost yeah. yeah I was almost gonna say what if they give Zack Snyder the freedom to finish his thing on streaming but then it's like that's still gonna cost a lot of money and then are some of those high profile actors gonna want to just be like oh I, I'm only gonna be seen on streaming well that's a that's another thing that there's been widely rumored they're saying that if he gets a two and a three it could be exclusively to HBO Max but then obviously what you said about the the, the stars coming back the lucky thing with Snyder is is the relationship he has with the core cast at least the core six mm-hmm. is very very strong Ben Affleck is not acting as much anymore he's kind of like semi-retired he's only doing roles that but the last one we did he, was um, The Way Back yeah he he's only doing roles that he feels passionate about but Zack Snyder rang him up I was reading an interview he did a uh, Zack Snyder did a really good piece with Vanity Fair and he basically said that I understood Ben was, was was not really acting as much anymore. And he said he rang him up and said, I've got ideas for, for another scene. And Ben Affleck immediately went, for you, absolutely. <laughs> so it feels like he's got he's got a rapport with the cast where he can at least try and fight the case for it. Yeah. It's clear that it, it's been very well known that Henry Cavill wants to come back as Superman. Yeah, he says it all the you time. Know? And obviously you've got you've got Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot still and Ezra Miller still all in their roles. And pretty much the whole world wants more cyborg well, Ray Fisher. Since Justice League was it Ben Affleck was in Triple Frontier, which was uh, on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. Yep. Uh, he was in the uh, he cameoed in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yep. Um, and he was in the way back. He was well, he directed that as well. Yeah, I believe. Right? No, he didn't direct yeah. it. Uh, it was a, no, it was, that a, was... It was a very it was a film that was very personal for him though. That was. Yeah. Because of the characters like an alcoholic. Yeah, I watched it last year. It's a good film. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, he was in a film called The Last Thing You Wanted, a political thriller, which not heard of. And it's got 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and I know he's in that upcoming uh, Ridley Scott film, The Last Duel, with uh, Adam Driver and Matt Damon. Okay. So he's, he's still acting. It's just that he, he was in rehab for a bit. So <laughs> Yeah. But I think, I think if he got given this opportunity to say, look, He's coming back for look. We, he's coming back for the Flash. It's clear that he still wants to be in this role, but just maybe not in a creative aspect. Like you know, the oh, writing yeah, was... directing was too stressed. So maybe you know, if Zack Snyder gets one more film, two more films, um, maybe Ben Affleck will go. Okay, look, this obviously will tie up. It's clear that Z- that Snyder will tie up the character. So you know, maybe he will take the opportunity and go right. It's, it gives me a chance to to kind of go back into it. You know, the world will understand that there's me and Robert Patterson. Um, gives him a chance to kind of finish this story that he, he started telling. And, you know, multiple people want to see... People are calling out for Batman HBO Max series. People are calling out for all manner of things. But I think the most realistic thing he would do would probably be, after the Flash film, would be a sequel film with Snyder involved. I don't think he'd do anything but that. I don't think you do anything. No, you wouldn't. Do, I don't think you go back to Batman unless it was to do another Justice League thing. Yeah, I, I'd also. I think Snyder would have to be involved in some way. Yeah. And his role in uh, the Flash is probably really minor anyway, because obviously Michael Keaton's coming back for that as well. Well, that's another thing, actually. Did you see Michael Keaton's interview from the other day? No. So basically, he said, "Look, I am confirmed for the Flash, but it com- it depends on when we start shooting due to COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, and travel." So he's he kind of thrown some arms up in the air and people go, Oh my god, he's he said he's not doing it. It's like no no no. He said he's doing it, but he's saying COVID could possibly get in the way. Yeah. Which is you know, it's true, we're living in unprecedented times. Hopefully he can still be in it. 
but yeah, I think I think Ben Affleck's Batman is more the emotional crux of the story. Like he'll be at the start, he'll be at the end. Maybe we will we'll have to wait and see, won't we? That's another question as well. If he's in the end of the film, if they use Flashpoint or the Flash film to write him out of this universe, that's another question <laughs> we've got. Pattinson shows up at the end. <laughs> yeah, or it's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is the permanent going forward. Oh, could you imagine? Was to say if Michael Keaton did end up, you know, dropping out of that, that film would probably go back into devel- development hell. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. It would suffer quite a loss, I think. Just because, basically, you know, depending on his role in the film, obviously it's a Flash movie. They could just maybe write around in his part and do it a different way. Bring back they'll get, like, Christian, they'll get like Christian Bow or something, wouldn't they? He won't do it. <laughs> nah, true. Um, bring yeah, back what would George you... Clooney. I don't know. Uh, what would you? Two questions for you. What would you rate out of our rating system? The story of Justice League two and three, and then also. What would you rate my telling of it? Oh, for God's sake. It's too much rating. Um, All right, just stick with my telling of it. That's what I oh, care about. Okay, I'd say... One, smoking microphone, just because um, no, it was I'm fine. You, were, you, weren't, you didn't dawdle on parts. You got through it. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't want two, because that made me overconfident. I wanted one, so I have room to kind of make it better. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. No worries. I mean... You can say the story as well if you want. Oh. I'm sure people are going. I'd like to know, but you don't have to. We could leave them guessing. Um, the first one, I'd give one normal microphone. The second one, I'd give average, middle, no microphones, whatever that rating is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. It's not. It's nothing too special. It's interesting. It sounds fun. It sounds like the stupid, dumb concept I would probably come up with, especially with the Apocalypse World stuff. Mm. But yeah. Should we move on to the final segment of Yeah, show? Let, let's talk whatever the final segment of the show is. You know what it is. Hi, Connor. Have you read something? Have you watched something? Have you listened to anything? What have, What can you recommend? Have you got any recommendations for well, this week? Well, I'm always listening to music, always. <laughs> nice. But I haven't... I've listened to a few things recently in the last... No? Wrong date. Uh, just, you know, just random shit. Um, and yeah, I've carried on reading Thrawn a little bit, got into it a bit more. I think the third book's better than the um, second, so. Oh, nice. I'm interested in that going further. Uh, I also watched a few films after Justice League. Okay. I um, watched. Fuck's sake. Give me a second. <laughs> All over the place. Um. Ba da ba do ba dee loop. Sorry, my cat kind of distracting no, me at the moment the as well. My cat's really distracting me. He wants to get out of my room, but I can't at the moment. I'm wired in. Anyway, I'll sing a song. Okay, I watched. I watched four films because I watched Just Mercy last night. Um, after I was meant to see that last at the beginning of last year. Yes, you were. I remember that because I booked to go and see it at Cineworld for one of their um exclusive screenings, a limited screenings. But I um yeah. I was I was home for Christmas. I was going back to London, and I was just like, I can't be bothered. It was, too it was I think, yeah, it yeah. was it was the only day I had before I went back to work, and I was like, I just can't be bothered. Cancelled it. Didn't yeah. see it for a, over a year, and it's fine. It's it's all right. I like the performances more than anything in that film. Oh, okay. So Michael B. Jordan's good, and Jamie Fox is good. Um, I watched a film called Eighth Grade, which is coming to Netflix, but it's on Now TV, so I watched it on there. Okay. What um, was that like? It's alright. It's 
if you know if you know Bo Burnham's stuff, he I say because he's done stand up. If you know it, it's got that feeling. I feel like if you were a teenager once, then you'll you'll understand some of the feelings in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fine. It was just all right. And I also finally watched Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> oh, what do you think of that? I liked it a lot, actually. I think I, it's, the story really is so dull. Dull. It's the world that makes it. Oh, I the think. world is fascinating. Yeah. Like I want to see more of it, or more of that world. I know it's unlikely it's going to get a sequel. It made four hundred million at the box office. Mm. Um. But I know the world's interesting, and I feel like. They obviously are set. They were obviously setting up for a sequel with that. Um, oh, a hundred percent, yeah. With Ed Norton showing up as the villain. That was just fucking random, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't expect it. I was like, because when you first see him, I was like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> then he takes off the like the goggles, and you're like, oh fuck, it's Ed Norton. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, yesterday I watched Die Hard for the first time. Ah, oh, what did you think of that? It's like a perfect movie. <laughs> right, there's like, just nothing wrong with it. I kn- I mean, the action's a bit wonky at times. Like it's not like it's yeah. it's just a bunch of people grappling, which I guess Here's is more ups. is more realistic than you know big fancy fighting. But it's Here's the u- it's a perfect movie. Like <laughs> Here's the ultimate question for you. Okay, Die Hard, is it a Christmas movie? Um, I mean, it's set at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. I, I watched it on Christmas Eve last year. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, loads of people, would, you know, obviously talk about this. I, I don't know, like in terms of, would I watch this at Christmas if it was on? <laughs> I don't yeah, go when I, I'm not. I'm actually not typically one of those people that's like, it's Christmas, let's watch a Christmas movie. I will watch a Christmas movie no matter when it is. Like, yeah. If I want to watch a film that's and it happens to be set at Christmas, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I would say about it being a Christmas movie. I wouldn't say it is fundamentally. A Christmas movie. That's a good <laughs> recommendation, though, man. Um, but what about you? What did you? Again, I've not really watched anything this week. It's been more of the. I've had a lot of. I've had a lot of life admin this week. I'll be honest, and a lot of a lot of uh, uh, life stuff to deal with and sort out. Mm-hmm. But I've been. I've been in my spare time. I've been jumping into the Last of Us Part Two again. I've started replaying that a little bit. Cool. Um, uh, which is just. It's. It's just such a fantastic film uh, film game um, it is really really interesting and really really it really grips you and it really pulls you in um, but I've been I've been listening to a few podcasts and a few YouTube watching a few YouTube videos I like watching those YouTube videos that like explains like comic storylines and, and comics that you might not necessarily buy but you want to know the story of okay um i've been watching listen to a lot of the weekly planet and uh there's a youtube channel called um new rock stars they do loads of theory videos and and breakdowns and that kind of stuff i've been watching a bit of that this week so i've been watching a lot about the snyder cut and uh little easter eggs that uh they've got like a 20 minute video all about easter eggs you might have missed in in the snyder cut which is very interesting um but yeah i've not really had a chance to properly sit and watch like a film, I think we're mm. we're we're rewatching uh, Ant Man this weekend, and I've only seen that once. Oh really? In the cinema, yeah, once or twice, but no more than that. Ant-Man's, no more than twice. Ant Man's not a bad film. People give it no, so much no, shit, yeah. but it's like it's well, fine. <laughs> I haven't. I had the last time I watched it would probably have been the year it came out, so or when that would have been when I saw it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I got to it on my rewatch before Infinity War. I must have. But, um, I don't think he did actually. I think 
Nah, because we're me and my girlfriend are obviously doing a, a, a Marvel watch for it. Now we've got July 9th as the Black Widow date. We know what yeah. to aim towards. Well, you basically. also you've also already failed your rewatch because you didn't watch the Incredible Hulk. Well, we'll get to it. You'll get to it. it. It's the second film. Uh, too late. It takes place at but, the same um, time as Iron Man too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, watching Ant Man this week and then probably Civil War next week and. You know, she she kind of saw a lot of one division as it was going on, but she kind of had her headphones in a lot, and so we'll get to that at some point. So that's kind of the only kind of films that I've been actively watching this week. I'll I'll watch um, Godzilla vs Kong is out this week. Uh, yeah, Thursday. It's the first, isn't it? It's out, so that's yeah. That is Thursday, that's... isn't it? It is. Yeah, it and is then we'll cover that. That's We'll hopefully cover that on uh, next week's episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is very exciting. Um, that'll be our that'll be our main topic of next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it, really. I've not really watched anything this week. I will. I'm gonna have to go away and watch Sammy else for next week. I need to get back on that train. I remember, at some point, you got to go and watch Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, you know what? I very, very nearly watched that this week, and I was gonna text you, but it was like. It was something like half ten at night, and I was just exhausted. I just fell yeah. asleep. It is like hour and a um, half long as well, so something like that. So it's not too bad. Hey, what I did watch that did remind me. I rewatched. Um, I rewatched Return of the Jedi okay. with some with a podcast commentary. Okay. And um, I just I think I always grew up loving Return of the Jedi more when I was a little boy. Like before, I kind of understood film and yeah, realized well, how good Empire was. I went through yeah, I went through a lot of phases with Star Wars. I think. Every Star Wars film has been a part. Every one of the first six Star Wars films has been a favourite Star Wars film at one point or another. There was a couple of instances when I was watching this that I picked up on this. I'm like, like I really like the bit where Luke's with Yoda and he's like, "Look, is Darth Vader my dad?" Like to confirm, and Yoda just kind of rolls over and he's like, "I, I don't, I'm not going to tell you." Just he's like, "Yeah, he's like, rest. Come on, must rest." <laughs> and then like uh, I, I also picked up on the bit where. Uh, yeah, Obi Wan's up to Luke. He's like, there, there is another, but it's a secret. And Luke's like, it's Leia, and he's like, yep, well done. Yeah, this is, that's <laughs> because like they were going to introduce another Jedi, uh, that, another character that was going to be Luke's sister, but they, um, yeah, they decided, let's just do Leia. Let's not bother. Let's just rush it, finish it all out. Not rush it, but like, yeah, it was definitely one of those more by the books ones. Because like, yeah, uh, here's one. One of the things is. When you get to Return of the Jedi, George Lucas was more in control of that one than he was Empire. Empire was very much handed off to uh, Irving Kirshner, yeah, who directed that one. Whereas Robert Marquand was kind of a director who just came in to fill the the place and deal with the actors. While George Lucas was very much behind that one, yeah, um, for sure, he was more in control of that. So that kind of shines through a little bit. And it is, yeah, it's a good film, Return of the Jedi, especially... I really... I re- the, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the, right. the, my favourite scene is... Uh, where, obviously, the final act is great, but it cuts to where Luke's under the... Um, when he's hiding from Vader, and he's like, if you won't turn, I'll turn Leia. And then Luke comes out and starts fighting him. Like the, oh, yeah, I mean, that's everyone's favourite bit, I think, of yeah, that film. The, like... Im- the imagery, the, the score is just fantastic oh, yeah, that, that shot of them two you know under under like behind the staircase thing just they're just wailing on it or luke's just wailing on him yeah i know it's brilliant and that's yeah what the, tra- he... the soundtrack when he when he shouts when he jumps up he, he shouts never i think that's what it was yeah yeah i thought it, i've always yeah. thought it was never 
Um, but yeah, that's a, that's, oh, that's, that's a fantastic. Yeah, scene. that's I always been that pretty. Scene. That's always been one of my favourite Star Wars moments. It's just brutal. Um, the way he just but yeah. wails on Vader and cuts his hand off. Yeah, it's great. Return, I need to go, but I haven't seen Return of the Jedi in a few years, so not that I've good. forgotten the film or anything like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that film through and through. Um, yeah, I do love those films. The original trilogy is great. And, you know, we will get to them at some point. We've been talking about this. Probably, yeah, we will. Talk not, about we're not Wars. promising anytime soon. The prequels are probably going to be the first things we we delve into the Star Wars universe. But um, yeah. they are up and coming, so keep an eye yeah, out for that. We've got the Bad Batch coming, so we'll be talking about that. So, Yep, very exciting. But like we said, next week will be a bit of news, but mainly Godzilla vs. Kong yeah. review. We'll have a bit um, of uh, extra news, hopefully, because we're recording this on the Thursday as opposed to the Friday, so we have... Yes, which is my bad. No, it's um, fine. Um, and obviously, next week is Easter, so um, we are planning to get it out at normal times, but just bear with us if it ends up being... If, like, yeah. it might be like a, if it's like a day later or something like that, just bear with if us. Anything, it... Yeah, if anything happens in regards to it being Easter, um, with... Yeah. Yeah. There may be delays, there may not be. We'll see. We'll work our hardest to make sure there's not Nah, but if there is, it won't be by too long. It'll only be, it'll either be a couple of hours or a day maximum. But just that pre-warning out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but get in touch. What do you think of of what could have been Justice League two or three? You know, tell us all about that. Um, and also, if you watch Godzilla vs Kong this week, uh, let us know what you think. You know, contact us individually on on Instagram or on Twitter, or go to our Facebook page, and we'll tell you where, at, where yep. it's at in a minute. And just let us know. Let us know what you thought of it. Yeah, yep. we can read some out on the show, which would be pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but that, all that leaves me to say is, uh, Mr. Connor, Jay Nagy, where can they find you? They find me on Twitter at Connor Nagy, C O W N O R N A G I. Um, from there, you can find me on my blog. Just Connor J Nagy's blog. Uh, all I'm really doing at the moment is film reviews. I do need to finish off a mu- uh, uh, a music post I've been trying to do for a while because it has one of my absolute favourite reviews I've ever written for anything. <laughs> so I look forward to reading that. Uh, um, and then yeah, you, from that you can also find my other Twitter and things like that. Um, I keep threatening to do Twitch at some point, but that's just when I feel like it at this rate. Yeah. But, that's pretty much it for where you can find me. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, you can find me at the Doc Eighty One on Twitter. You'll see my other Twitter handle is also on there. Um, I've uh, yeah, I'm also on Instagram at the same name. Just you'll find it through my Twitter. I've never mentioned my Instagram here before. That's no, I never mentioned my Instagram. I've just drawn a blank. I apologise. Well, um, that's I not even your blog. Instagram name. Your Instagram name's different, isn't it? But. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I'm at the Doc81 on Twitter, and then uh, through that you'll you'll find my surname, and you can find my Instagram if you're really interested. Um, I, my mind's just gone blank all of a sudden, I apologise. Uh, I've also got a blog, it's called The Review Lab. We're on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram for that, you just type in The Review Lab and you'll find me. Uh, and if you type in thereviewlab.org, you'll find the blog itself. Um, I haven't done a post in a couple of weeks, I've been taking a bit of time to just kind of plan out some more posts I want to do. And like I said earlier, I've had a few life admin stuff go on, so I've not had the a- the active time to, to get one out just yet. But um, I will be getting on that hopefully pretty soon. Um, and yeah, we also have a Facebook page. It's uh, Two Smoking Microphones. Uh, you type that in, it should come up. If not, type in the, you know, the full title. 
Rockspock and two smoking microphones. Um, we're actively on there. You can get in touch with us there if you have any thoughts and opinions. Leave a leave, we're on Apple Podcast and, and Spotify as you well know. If you're on Apple, please leave us a, a rating and review. We have a couple. Um, we've had a couple of five star reviews, which has been very very nice, and we we absolutely love it. But we also want feedback. You know, constructive criticism is there stuff you. Do you want less of the news segment and more of a topic? Do you want some weeks where it's just one, not the other? Let us know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we love you. We hope you're all keeping safe. It looks like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So um, hopefully we, things will start getting back to normal a little soon. But, um, we all hope keep so. Yourself safe. Yeah, keep yourself safe. Keep following the rules and just look out for one another. Yep. That's all we can ask. Just, yeah, stay safe. Keep going. Life will be back to normal someday, we hope. <laughs> Life. Positivity. Keep positive. <laughs>